family. Perrin thought that Fayil might be safer with the Shido than he was here and now. Uh -oh. Guys, have some chat for Perrin. <laughs> What's up, Internet? My name is Nerdy. And I'm Clara And this is the Nerdy, the Wordy, the Book Club. Let's Welcome go. back on this Black Friday. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. Pew, 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 pew. Pew, pew, pew. I hope that you all got your Black Friday shopping in. Um, I hope that you did not... Um, I hope that you did not in any way uh, harm the staff at whatever local... <laughs> Mall, you trampled, you monsters. <laughs> monsters. We don't do that here in Canada. Monsters all blue. Blue, except blue. Blue's not a monster. Blue gifting 10 memberships. Thank you so much. Blue, thank you so much for 10 gift. Oh, my God. What? What? Happy Black Friday. Happy Black Friday, everybody. Welcome into the Nerdy, the Wordy, the Book Club, the mm -hmm. only book club covering uh, a little-known series, The Wheel of Time. Yeah, no, I know most of you have probably never heard of it, but no. thank you for being here. Anyways, we appreciate it. Um, if this is your first episode, then you know the Wheel of Time was recently dredged up out of the Black Sea uh, next to uh, Old uh, Testament, uh, new new versions of the Old Testament, which is interesting. Um, and so getting to dive into these ancient texts with you all weekly on this podcast truly is a joy. Yes, yes. Thank you for being a part of the, um, I don't know. What, what 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 can we call ourselves instead of like we're not if if this is our religion this, this is, is not our, our religion, religion. <laughs> what what do we call ourselves oh the wolf brothers this week yeah god <laughs> this week yes 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 this week and what's going on in mm -hmm. the, with parent um before we do get into this uh episode of the podcast <laughs> we need to mention that the podcast is brought to you by Audible. What? Audible is a subscription service that allows you to listen to people read because you can't. Yeah. Because you never or, learned. Or maybe you just like choose not to. Maybe you're like, hey, reading is for nerds and I'm not a nerd, so I'm going to listen to my Wait, books. Wait, but I'm a nerd. Well, you don't really listen to audiobooks that much. That's fair. So... That is fair. Uh, Audible is an incredible service that has uh, <laughs> like every book ever written read by somebody. Uh, and, and some some books even have different. You can like be like, do I want to listen to Eye of the World read by Kramer and Redding, or do I want to listen to it read by Rosamund Pike? You get options on Audible. What? And if you go to audibletrial.com/slash/nerdy-nightly, you get a free month of Audible plus mm -hmm. a free audio book. Mm -hmm. You get a free book, and you don't yeah. have to do anything except sign up with yeah. our code. If you're in the states, if you're not in the states, our code doesn't actually do anything. So, yeah. Um, sorry about that. Sorry. We found that out after we started all of this. <laughs> But it's it's fine. You still uh, here's the, here's the crazy thing. Uh -huh. If you are not in the United States and you go to audibletrial.com/nerdynightly, you still get a free audiobook and a free month of Audible. We just yeah, we don't we get, just don't get for the it. credit. But that's so that's fine. fun. <laughs> and you know right. what? Audible is such a good service. I recommend you doing it anyway, even if I don't get paid. I'm like, you know what? Get your free audiobook. Honestly, yeah, audiobooks are pretty. As great. a gift, it's Christmas. Merry Christmas. Santa came down the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade yesterday, and now it's Christmas season. Americans in your parade. It is finally okay. I know that Sora's have been playing Christmas music for a month. It is finally okay to actually play it. it you can't, as long as you don't start before Halloween. That's my rule. Mm -hmm. You can celebrate Christmas as much as you want, but like give Halloween its day. You know what I mean? Give yeah. us, give us cosplayers a reason to like lazily put on a costume as opposed to like cosplay. <laughs> uh, 
Eric in the chat is saying that my oven gave up the spirit this week, the Christmas spirit. Uh, and so they bought a five top induction stove with two ovens. Oh, Eric, we have the same stove now. I think so. Our new place is a five top induction with two ovens. Yeah, we have two ovens. It's the weirdest thing. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's not that weird. But I will say about it, but. for roasting veggies, the the preheat time on a two oven oven is wicked. Because yes. we just use the small top one to yeah, roast yeah. veggies, right? And so it gets from like 0 to 415 or 425, depending on what you like roasting your veggies at, in like a minute and a half. It's so fast. Oh, my God. Our I old know. oven, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to start. Uh, I'm eating later. breakfast. Might as well turn the <laughs> oven on now for dinner. Wait for that thing to heat up. You know what I don't need to wait to heat up, though? The spice between Bear Lane, the worst, and Perrin. Yeah, Bear Lane's official middle name is the worst. Per- yeah, Bear Lane is the worst. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's the first, and she's the worst. The reason I said F's in chat for Perrin is because if he doesn't die fighting, Fayil will kill him. Um, so. Yeah, probably. Yeah, this is going to be fun to see how I don't think it is. Out. Um, all right. So if you're here, uh, this welcome to the first episode of Book Nine. Uh, last week we did the, 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 we ended the chapters of book eight, mm-hmm. um, but we usually, this week would be a full book recap, but mm-hmm. because we're going to be in LA next week and the week after, uh, we're going to try and do one live book club next week. Hopefully that happens. Keep your fingers crossed. We have the internet. Yeah. Uh, and then the following week we're going to do a pre-taped, uh, full book recap for the last book. Yes. Um, yeah. Cause we still wanted to put stuff up while we were away, but you know, we can't always guarantee that we're mm-hmm. going to have the ability to live stream. So, so. the goal was to um, not take any weeks off in December because mm-hmm. we've worked it out with our mods that we're pretty sure that we will be done all of Robert Jordan's writings between um, uh, 9, 10, 11, and New Spring mm-hmm. by JordanCon. Jordan and so we will be... I, I think the plan for JordanCon right now is we're going to try and do a um, full Jordan recap. Yeah. So and then we'll start things. Brandon Sanderson after Jordan Con. Yeah. Uh, we'll start with um whatever his Gathering Storm, I think is his first book. His third Yeah, it's Gathering yeah, Storm. Yeah, twelve is Gathering Storm. Um so that that's the plan is to kind of keep going um and uh not have any break so that we can do like the full Jordan recap at No days off. <laughs> no days off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh that might be a little bit adjusted if we do not have internet next weekend, so we'll see. Yeah, but we will keep you guys us. in the loop for sure. Uh Keeny uh, Theology. Thank you for joining the Nargs. Uh they were actually really bad abridged audiobooks made for the first three books. Oh no, they made an abridged version. Huh. Oh, that's interesting. I don't I know. Wanna, I of the that. books we've read so far, the first three are not the ones I would abridge. Well, I, it just means it's easier for, like, younger readers, right? Like, I wouldn't abridge. Yeah, the, I would abridge <laughs> this book. I I, um, I, I, I want to hear that now. Uh, Rob Berry, thank you for that super chat. Of course. Uh, thank you for doing book club this week. I was dreading the two-week break. Love you guys. Well, we were always going to do it this week, but it was the next two weeks. But yeah. now the next two weeks, we will have book club. Yeah, yeah. We're, guys, we're going to keep trying to give you Wheel of Time content every Friday. And then uh, so, Carlac26, thank you for that super chat. Will we get you. a remastered wedding cake cooking video on the new stuff? Do you want to remake our wedding cake in January? Honestly, our wedding cake was delicious. It was so good. So like, it was chocolate cinnamon. Yeah, yeah. chocolate honey cinnamon. Chocolate honey cinnamon icing. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. Oh my god, that was delicious. Thank you to everyone who's been going back and watching the wedding video. That's been fun to see. Yeah. And everyone who goes back and watches the wedding. It's weird when that number goes up. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you if you don't know what I'm talking about, our our wedding is on YouTube. So if yes. you wanted to watch us get married, uh, the the live stream, Can I cut it down so that uh, I cut out some of it. Um, yeah, yeah, some of the long. But the main, the big, the main ceremony part, you can watch me cry, mm-hmm. which isn't a new thing on the internet. 
Yeah. Um, I cry a lot. Yeah, it's cute though. <laughs> yeah, so the right. full book recap for Path of Daggers will be uh, Friday the t- is that the tenth or the ninth? Ninth, uh, I believe. Kyle Franson says, uh, "Wear a no spoilers please shirt to Jordan Con." <laughs> oh, honestly, yeah, we should make a no spoilers like shirt like of our own. That's... I have an idea for Jordan Con. Kyle, thank you for that super <clears throat> chat. Let me know what you think about this chat. Mm-hmm. We'll put up the same design. We'll put up. Fourteen versions of the same design on our tr- our store because it's print to order, right? And so it'll be how many Wheel of Time books I've read, and then it'll list all of the books, and there'll be a box next to it, and then there'll be a check, and so you can buy a shirt that Based will have the number of Wheel of Time books you finish going into Jordan Con. That's fun, and then maybe the back says no spoilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that might be fun. Yeah. Okay. Or yeah, or vice versa. Yeah, okay. I, and I then like, it, and then if you've read all of it, it'll say like, we'll, we'll like put like Nerd. there'll be like a sash across the design that has like completionist on it or something. Oh my god, you earned all the PS Five trophies. Yeah. Um. All right. Should we talk about uh chapter prologue through chapter six? Yeah. Clarus, before we get into the chapter breakdowns, general thoughts on what we uh what we read so far. Albina oh, says sell one shirt and a sharpie. <laughs> oh right, because if you sell the, because if you just do a sharpie, then you can just you can take it off yourself and add to it. I know, but sharpie kind of washes out. That way, this would be does pro- it kind of. Hmm. I mean, you couldn't really get like a black shirt, but anyways, we'll we'll figure that out. But that's that's fine. Ooh, Angela says put the book list on the back like tour dates of a concert. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 And then no spoilers, please, on the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll look into that. I, yeah. I like this idea. We can make this happen. I like this idea. We'll, we'll, we'll come up with something. Yeah, we're not getting face tattoos, uh, monkey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as fun as that would be. All right, Winter's Heart. Um, what they, do you think? They, they, well, they already said Winter's Heart in the prologue, so the book is over. <laughs> yeah, they get works, to the right? title real fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They uh, like get right down to the heart of it. I hope that played. I actually don't know if that I actually like <laughs> I actually hate what you just said. <laughs> I'm not even li- like that was You're welcome. Guys, I, I think am... I need to quit the podcast. <laughs> um, it's going to be a one woman show from now on. Um yeah, we've got through six full chapters of the book. Um which the prologue was half of that. Um Yeah. And I I I honestly think that the prologue was the best part. Um it was it, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, um, there's there was, a lot in the prologue that isn't prologue to me. Yeah, that it's felt just very the, main story. I think that. <laughs> I here's what here's how I think Robert Jordan wrote the books. Okay, mm-hmm. I think that he wrote all of the chapters in order, and then he just cut them up randomly into books. <laughs> and like, all right, this one. <laughs> the prologues were just whatever chapters were released before the book came out. Because the prologue was released as an ebook like six months before the book came out. Oh. Um, and so I'm I'm convinced that like Robert Jordan doesn't use prologues the way other people use prologues. They're just chapters. Yeah, they are. Just, they really they were are released just first. Part of the story. Yeah. Um, I'm not really sure what constitutes as as prologue for Robert Jordan, but hey, whatever. It, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I do actually want to talk about. There's a little quote here in the beginning, and I wanted to ask you about it. Drop the quote. Okay. Drop it on me. 
The seals that hold back night shall weaken, and in the heart of winter shall winter's heart be born, amid the wailing of lamentations and the gnashing of teeth. For winter's heart shall ride a black horse, and the name of it is death. Moradin. I was wondering if you also thought that that was Moradin. Oh yeah, because his name's Death. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, so Winter's Heart is Morden. Is this the book where Rand find where like people start to find out about Morden? I think Cuz it so. seems like Morden Morden has done a good job being a little sneaky Slipping boy. Slipping under the radar. Yeah, he's he's he is the sneaky link of the dark mm-hmm. one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you know what a sneaky link is? No. I love my wife. Should I know what that is? No, it's actually fine that you don't. Great. Yeah. Okay. I love that for me. A sneaky link is like the person you're cheating on your partner with. Oh, okay. Your sneaky link. Well, I hate that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I thought that this this one, the the quote, the beginning of this one was uh, interesting. And, and I wondered if this book would be Morden's like, introduction to the main characters. Because right now, I don't believe that any of them know that he exists. Um, Christian Rappers... Well, Avienda <laughs> saw him, actually, Cri- but she Cri- doesn't know it. Christian Rapper says, I don't remember seeing any of the Emmonsfield Five in a prologue. Did you read this prologue? Because... Rand is in it. Rand's in it, and Elaine's not the Emmonsfield Five, but she is in it. They do talk about Nynaeve. Um, I, but, like, there, there's a whole section where Rand is just doing what he would do in a normal chapter in another book. Yeah, Also, yeah. this this book, the, the first six chapters of this book to me are the most, like, chapter 30 from the last book should have been in this book. I, I would have liked that, actually. That would have been a good start. It would have been a more interesting start, in my opinion. Let, let, let's get into it. Let's I get like to the, the prologue, and I then like we'll talk it. about chapter one. Yeah, yeah, I, I was actually really happy with this. Why it is the prologue, I, genuinely, I'm not sure, but No, not the prologue. Great. I think that chapter 30 from the last book would have been a more interesting chapter one oh, in this I book. Oh, I understand. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. more happens. Gotcha, gotcha, You know gotcha. what I mean? Whereas chapter one of this book becomes just them leaving. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. enough, it, it, it like picks up in chapter two. Yeah. Whereas I feel like they could have started off, or or at least the the falcon, the fail falconing part of chapter thirty could have been shifted to the beginning of this book. Yeah, maybe. Like have Perrin find out at the end of the last book that the Aiel took Fail, but not know how or what happened. Oh, have him and find so out last book. The the just have the um, mm. cliffhanger at the end of last book be that Fail has been kidnapped and we don't know if she's dead or not. Hmm. Right? And then have this book start with us oh, finding out that she's been taken as Guy Shan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. Okay. I Yeah. Because okay, I didn't really I have any that. questions I, about her. I was like, okay, she's been kidnapped. We figured and, what happened. Yeah. yeah. No, that's fair. I mean, I didn't hate I, <clears> I <throat> didn't hate how this was laid out. Um, but oh, I didn't either. I, I just found chapter that. one to be kind of a like, other than the first page, the first mm-hmm. page of chapter one, chef's kiss, incredible. And then after that, I was like, they're they're walking through town. <laughs> they're walking. <laughs> they're they're walking through town. We're made for walking. <laughs> that's just what they do. So we have the prologue, which is called Snow. Gonna walk because all over in case you. you didn't know, this book is called Winter's Heart. <laughs> yeah. So um, John Snow shows up. It's crazy. It's crazy. We have a Game of Thrones crossover. Yeah, um, I did not expect Kit Harrington to come into my house and read the prologue to me. That was so. It was weird. It was great, honestly. Like huge bonus. Yeah, he was shirtless. I was like, dude, it's cold outside. He's like, I'm John Snow. I feel nothing. I'll see you guys at Game of Thrones Con in two weeks. <laughs> the, wow, the, that impression was spot on. Um, Get the fuck out. Let's uh, let's go. Let's we go start on. with Sean, guys. It's Sean. Our the the I look. I'm gonna I'm gonna be straight up. I hear you. The comments on last week's book club. A lot of people were a little disappointed by how long winded I got about some things. I hear you. I won't do that today. I promise. Mm-hmm. But Sean was my favorite part of last week. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah, she's yeah. back. And, like, they were like, you know what? Nerdy needs to see Sean again if he's going to enjoy this book. And this, so they threw her at me right away. They, yeah, the storyline is so fascinating. Mm-hmm. Like, I love how it's all playing <clears throat> out because it is so <clears throat> convoluted. Right? Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we kind of leave off almost immediately in that storyline where we left it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, whichever T. Talene. Talene. Tovin, Talene, Tyreen. It's, it's many things. Um, is being tortured by a chair. That's not really a chair. It's like, it's just a cube. Yeah. That has like a soft surface on the top. Yeah, when it, it's being channeled, it reminded into. me of the like little black cubes that you would use in like an improv class. Oh, because it has two holes on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so to pick it up, and so I was like, oh yeah, it's it's one, it's an improv. The cube. theater boxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. That was that was rough. But hey, they <laughs> it's t- called the chair of remorse. Ooh, well, spicy. And, and we find out that like they use it on criminals in Tarvalon, and that's mm-hmm. why there's like very little crime there. <laughs> Yeah, because they torture everyone. Wow. Remember how these are the good people? Yeah, wow. Uh, in her vision, she's being flogged by Trollocs. Yeah. So that's fun. I'm sure that'll be the only flogging that happens in this reading this week. Um, <laughs> and uh, Yukiri is uh, like, she's been, she's, we've done this three times, and it has not worked. Uh-huh. It's not, guys, it's not going to work. We, we need to come up with another plan. But it works. But it does work. Yeah. But it does work. She's yeah. like, all right, being eaten alive by Trollocs is not something that I want to experience. Mm-hmm. So she force she forswears all her previous oaths. Yeah, and it hurts worse than any other of the oath for swearing. Well, and I'm sure that the Dark One makes you swear a fuck ton of oaths. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm sure that that or is a complicated contract. It's either a lot of oaths or it's like one oath that is like, it's like a thicker oath. You know what I mean? Like, like it's got the the strength of the oath is greater, and therefore breaking it is more punishing. Yeah, yeah, okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, we don't really know how it works, but mm-hmm. it could be either of those things, and, and to be honest, I am not sure. Or maybe, like, the Dark One, like, specifically builds in a torture device if you forswear his oaths. Like, I am... Yeah, but so she is like, yo, I am Black Aja. And they're like, oh, ho, ho, we're going to tell Aleda. And she's like, well, don't, because Aleda also, also Black, Black Aja. Aja. And they're like, what? Yeah. Do you do you think that Aleda is actually Black Aja? Or do you think that Alviaren has convinced this woman that Aleda's Black no, Aja? No, no, we know Aleda's not Black Aja. We know that Alviaren is controlling her, which is why she thinks that Aleda's Black Aja, right? She doesn't realize that Alviaren is actually the person behind it all. But Alviaren's the one's ma- the one making all the decisions, right? They're like, oh, 100%. We yeah, know yeah, yeah. everything weeks before it happens, so it has to be Aleda. You know, she's like, it, it has to be Aleda. So we, we know mm. that she's not Black Aja, but the Black Aja are convinced that Aleda is one of them because of all the goings-on behind the scenes, right? Fair. I, I don't know. I feel like there's still room for there to be a bait-and-switch. No, that because... That Aleda is like Black Aja being run by a different group. No, but Aleda, like, has her, her visions for the, like, the good of the world that she sees, right? Not really for her own glory. Yeah, no, no, that's true, actually, yeah. Like, I just hate her, and I wouldn't mind if she was evil. Yeah, yeah. Well, she is evil, but she's not... She's not evil, though. No, she isn't. Like, the, the, the messed up thing about Aleda is that she's genuinely not evil. She's just 
she like very misguided, I guess. Well, but and it's it is the danger of any character who believes in prophecy or has the power of prophecy is that she legitimately has this thing that is telling her that what she's doing must be done for the fate of the world to end up good. Right. And honestly, her prophecies have fucked her up. Her her prophecies have probably put her in a position to allow for the victory of Tarman Gaiden in some way. Like, at the end of this, Aleda doing what she did will have brought people together or, or whatever. Or l- maybe, like, the pattern needed Egwene to be raised in Saladar. So Aleda was led to be the woman that she is through a necessity of getting Egwene to be raised. She was right? the worst scapegoat. Like, yeah. And yeah, so yeah. she she believes wholeheartedly mm-hmm. in this prophecy that she says. I, I She's not evil. She's a good person who believes in good is going about it in such a flawed way, but it might be just the way the pattern needs her to do it. Yeah, yeah. Which is is wild, right? And I think that this is what's interesting about anybody who has prophecies, Mm -hmm. is that if you're the person giving the prophecy... I, I think Min leans into this a little bit too, Mm -hmm. where, like, you start to see your prophecies as a crutch on your personality, where, like, you become so... um, you, your, your personality becomes so much about the fact that you see the future that you lose your present self a little bit. And yeah. I feel like that is what's going on with Aleda. Yeah. I wouldn't mind if she turned out to be Black Aja because I think that the way that she's going about things is wrong. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it is so much more interesting to have this person do so many wrong things because she's she genuinely believes she's doing the right thing. Like, yeah. genuinely believes she's doing the right thing. Yeah, yeah. And, like, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. It's just tough. Yeah, I think otherwise she'd be a, a lot more harrowing of a character to read, mm-hmm. you know, because because yeah, I think that that's is what makes her interesting is that she she has these tellings mm-hmm. and she has to believe in them wholeheartedly and she believes that however she decides to go about them is always the right way. I I think you she know? would be a little bit more compelling to me if she wasn't also frequently stupid. You know what I mean? Like, Aleda is frequently dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes it is, like, for plot reasons, and I get it. And then other times it's, like, for comedic effect, and I don't. Yeah, yeah, Like, I don't need the joke of the Aes Sedai suit making assumptions constantly. Mm -hmm. It just, it it, it, it denigrates their position a little bit in my eyes. Mm -hmm. Um, And and the fact that so many of the Aes Sedai are so stupid, Mm -hmm. And, like, obviously stupid to the point where, like, they're pointing out to each other that they're stupid. Is yeah, just, you're like, god damn it. Like, like, there's just times where I'm like, oh, you could have made them more formidable. But, like, I'm sure they're going to fall because of their own stupidity. Yeah, yeah. They're going to fall soon, right? Like, I don't think they make it to the end of the book. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, things are about to get spicy in the tower. Well, uh, no, they're going to make it to the end of the book. Because it's going to be a siege, right? And so this, it's going to take forever. Because they're not going to attack outright. They're going to they're gonna sit outside of Tarvalon. I, I, you know what? I think that this mm. book is going to be the whole, like, block the river plot. Yeah, okay. Right? Because there's got to be some... I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. I, the, the, the idea of a siege makes me nervous. Yeah. Unless it gets broken. But then Gwen loses, right? Yeah, the only reason I would be okay with skipping over the Tarvalon stuff like it did at the end of last book is if it's just a siege and, and Robert Jordan's like, I, we're, we're going to get to the good part later, I yeah, promise. Yeah, yeah. But it's going to like jump ahead and just be like, we've been here for three weeks and nothing much has happened. And I'll be like, okay, I'm glad we didn't need to know. Like spend three weeks 
at a siege. Uh, um, Colonel Sanders, thank you for being a four-month for NAR. Four months. Um, I, I think that you misspelled Pat and Fane. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that your super chat was Pat and Fane is the best villain in the books, hey, even though he is not a villain. We've barely seen Pat and Fane. Pat and Fane is still the most interesting villain in these books. I'll, I will agree with that. In terms of like, in terms of... He's barely in it though. Sure, but yeah, I have understood his motivations. Mm -hmm. He's legitimately scary. He has accomplished his goals frequently. Mm -hmm. Pat Fane is, in my opinion, the most interesting villain. I For those of you listening to the podcast, Carl Sanders said Aleda is the best villain in the books, even though she is not a villain. I'm just making jokes. Look, I, I, think, she's, I think she's a great villain. Um, I don't think she's a villain though. And that's what's that's what fun she's about her. She's not a villain in her own eyes, but to the to the the grand scheme of things, yeah. I mean, she she's like uh, Gowan is annoying. Just kill him. Like that's pretty yeah. bad. Yeah. No. 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 I know, but I just I don't think she's like in a world where the Dark One is the villain. Aleda isn't right. And okay, that's what. If you only have one villain, then yes. Sure. 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 She she is an antagonist to our heroes, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but she like she doesn't have an evil plan to take over the world, right? Like she doesn't have like a. Yeah, you can be a villain without like a master plan, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I just I I I I, I the white cloaks are all villains. <laughs> but they're not. Right? Yeah, they just go around like murdering people because it's convenient. No, it's more complicated than that, and that's why it's interesting. I guess it. I guess that depends on what your I like definition of villainous is. But mm -hmm. yeah, okay. She is. She is an antagonist. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. That's fair. But she's here's what here's why she's not a villain in my eyes. She, at the end of the siege on Tarvalon, she could become one of the good team. <laughs> I doubt. That. She like <laughs> they, the Tarvalon could end with her having a prophecy that says that she needs to give over to Egwene, and if she buys into it fully, and gives over, then is she a villain at that point, right? If what has led her to this point is prophecy, is mm -hmm. she a villain? Or is she being misled by the pattern into looking like a villain in our eyes? Yeah, maybe. Out of some sort of necessity for Egwene to reach the seat. I wonder if we'll find out. <laughs> not in this reading. Not, no, no. Not in this reading, for sure. Um, anyway, I just thought it was interesting. I really... I the, Oh, it's, it's fascinating. Uh, Sean... It, it, the, all the Sean POVs to me are like some of the best parts of the book now, and I this character is brand new. Agree. Like I don't, I don't feel like I really know much about this character, but seeing things through mm -hmm. her eyes has been so cool. So we cool. won't get her again today, though. So say goodbye to Sean, because now we have to go talk to another character. We're only going to get one POV from Elaine. <laughs> uh, Elaine is chilling. Well, actually, we should mention that um, she does forswear her oaths and then swear to them. Yeah, yeah. Everyone um, who's everyone in this process is going to do that. And yeah, so is yeah. Zira. No, Zira's going to well, bring Bernal. Well, they they reveal that to the other sitters that they know that there's uh, deserters in the in the mm -hmm. tower that have come back to spread dissent. So that's all going to get very messy. But yeah, uh, yeah, Elaine is in Camelin and it's cold. Yes. Um. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is this. Yeah. So. Uh, Elaine has kicked out all of Rand's people out of Camelin mm -hmm. and has replaced them in the defense of Camelin with mercenaries and hunters for the horn. Oh, well, is going to. Do you think she that this yet. is a good idea or do you think that it would have been better to just keep Rand's people? Uh, no, no, because because of how Camelin functions and because of what its people believe, mm -hmm. if she had kept kept Rand's people around and accepted the throne from him, 
Dylan would have been able to step in and absolutely just like sweep her over. Like people, people would have rioted and it would have broken Camelin harder than the White Tower. Sure. Counterpoint. Mm -hmm. Your guards people mm -hmm. are now mercenaries who will do anything for money and hunters for the horn who will leave. Yeah, which is what Brigitte says, right? Like I and well, I Right. So is it is is riots with guard people better mm -hmm. or is having people who will fight for you if your opponents show up with an army better? But they're not her people, they're Rand's people. Rand's people will fight for Elaine because Rand says that Elaine needs to ascend. I, I, look, I'm not saying it's the, uh, the I'm not saying it's a terrible choice. It's, I'm just it's saying a terrible situation. There, I, I, if I personally, mm -hmm. I would have been like, look, there are people who might come try and kill me mm -hmm. with armies from Andor, not mm -hmm. not even enemies, right? Just like other people who want the throne. Mm -hmm. Keep the people here who will fight for me and not replace them with people who can be bought yeah, when I have I, no money. Like, she's like, I hope my estates start paying me because I'm fucked. No, she's like, I have enough money in the coffers for a while. I just need the estates to start paying me. She's okay money-wise for the moment. That doesn't matter. Whether or not Elaine made the right choice, like, yeah. I, I honestly don't know because both choices have terrible consequences and it, it really depends on how fast she can unite Camelin and the other noble houses with her. Mm -hmm. That will depend on whether or not it was the right decision. Because, um, you know, the, the, the mercenaries and hunters of the horn and whoever's left over will be, will be fine for a while. But, mm -hmm. but accepting the throne from Rand in the eyes of the people will always and forever for the rest of her reign have detriment, like, like be like a slander on her name. And she knows that. Mm -hmm. And so I think that she sees a situation and she's just picking one of two bad choices and she doesn't really have any others. So it's, it, it's tough, right? Because mm -hmm. everyone in the room is making great points. But what if what okay counterpoint? Mm -hmm. What if what if her and Rand just like got married and solved this problem? Well, they are going to get married, but, but I know. But I'm saying like if they if they had just sped that up, if no, if, if Elaine no, no, no. just like messaged him and was like, "Hey, we need to get married for political reasons. No, we'll deal with not, love later." But you're not understanding because right now people see that Rand has taken Camelin and has said he's going to give it to Elaine. Then marrying does not solve that. They will eventually get married, but Elaine needs to take the throne herself without anything to do with Rand if she wants the people to follow and respect her. And Andor needs to be like an integral part of the armies that go to Tarmageddon. And she says, right? I don't she, see why Andor needs to be a part of the fight in Tarmageddon. They need everyone they can get against They don't the have anyone. One. Like, here, but, but here's the thing, like, Andor is not some, like, great nation anymore. Robin kind of crippled the crap out of them, and most of their best warriors have fled. The best Andoran knights... Mm -hmm are currently in Murindy about to siege Tarvalon. Sure, but like there, there are people who are faithful to their home and their country who will come back and serve Elaine. And she needs, she needs, yeah, maybe. She needs a people who are united under her and not dissenting because they believe that she's there under like false pretenses in a way. Like I, I, her main concern, and I totally understand why, is, mm -hmm. is showing strength. And knowing that the people are following her and her rule and not upset with her because she took the throne from Rand, right? I hope that works out for her. I, mean, I do look, not think that it is. They are going, there's going to be problems. Mm -hmm. I like I, I am not arguing with you on that at all. That like either choice is going to have terrible consequences. Yeah. It's just one of those things where 
you 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 pick one. <laughs> you have to do one or the other, and 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 eat both 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 would suck. Simon Toulouse, I think about people are saying this. Uh, Andor is one of the biggest Rainland nations and one of the most stable ones. I mean, it's not right now though, right? Like, and that kind of is the problem: is that Andor is oh. has has fallen into banditry and Robin definitely fucks stuff up. For but sure. not even Robin, right? Like, even Rand says that, like, his influence in Camelin only... Or his influence barely extends past Camelin and Andor. Mm-hmm. And that it's kind of wild, wild west out there. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, maybe Elaine is the one to p- p- patch that together. My, like, concern with this is that we're going to get... And that this, like, Elaine trying to put patch Camelin together mm-hmm. will be, like, multiple books of story. Yeah. And... I, 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 I know that we have like five more books, mm-hmm. but I'm kind of, yeah, five more books. Uh, I, I want characters to start coming back together and like Elaine being like stuck in Camelin trying to do this like power play stuff mm-hmm. for a throne that m- maybe it matters more in the final battle than I think it does. Mm-hmm. But th- what I, what I saw in this mercenary hunter for the horn thing is I'm like, oh, oh God, this is going to be another, like Fael getting kidnapped. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm seeing the beginning of another subplot well, that I don't know that I care about. Remember how much hold Gawain has with his, like, younglings, right? Like, he has a small army himself. Yeah, Grant where is Gawain? We don't know. Um, but he he has a small army. So once Gawain also gets to Camelin, she has, like, that helps strengthen her cause. And I, I think that that will alleviate the fears of like the mercenaries and the hunters for the horn because he will have people with him who are loyal to him and also Brigitte wants him to be the captain of the guard so she doesn't have to anymore oh my god but like god. that's gonna be a big remember Egwene's trial um, do you think that the reason that Rand is bloody in the palace in Camelin is because he and he and Elaine go to war he and Elaine I don't think why Rand would why would Rand be Elaine. bloody in Camelin and Egwene have to show up I mean, the Black Tower what could if it's, revolt, what No, but what if Gawain's so. the reason? Maybe Gawain and Rand fight, yeah. Although, here's the thing. Rand would have to be severely incapacitated because Gawain doesn't have the one power. So. Yeah, but Rand can barely... Rand is Rand is severely incapacitated. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Darmok, thank you for that super chat. Darmok, uh, off work for the holiday. Happy Black Friday. Uh, so I'm happy to be able to be here live. Well, thank you. Welcome in. Welcome on in. Uh, Nicholas as well, thank you for that super chat. White coats hate tor- white cloaks. Hey, towards Aes Sedai, is it merited? Um, the more we learn about them, yeah. Yeah, but the white cloaks are also wrong. Oh, like, their methods are terrible. Like both their hatred is understandable. Wrong, yeah, but I yeah. can understand why they're like, yeah, maybe the Aes Sedai aren't the best people <laughs> to be listening to. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So yeah, the accepted trial because we still haven't. What seen... if Rand? What if? What if Rand goes to Elaine? Mm-hmm. Right upset because of her, him her taking down his banners mm-hmm. her kicking his people out of Camelin he's trying to give her the throne and they're not fighting like they're not at war but they're yelling at each other they mm-hmm. they have like a, a strong word with one another um something that Fael would get very turned on by but you know Elaine is very upset about and uh Gawain walks in on this pulls mm-hmm. his sword on um Rand. Rand Rand goes to channel Vomits all over the floor, get and Gawain gets him in that moment. Well, the thing and is, like, Rand is buried under a p- pile of rubble, right? So the one power has to be used somehow. Like, like Camelin, Camelin has could be, to be that could be Rand in the moment after he like Gawain runs away with Elaine. Maybe. Elaine looks at him with hatred in her eyes. He loses it and collapses the tower on himself. Here's the thing: we know that Rand is going off to cure the taint. Do you think that he? 
achieves that before he comes back to Camelon? Because that that makes a big difference as to what happens in that moment, mm-hmm. right? And so I don't know. I don't know if Rand is going to risk going back before he cures the taint because he is in a bad spot right now. He's 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 having some problems. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I think that that's like kind of the the pivotal. We point. haven't seen Gawain since two books ago. The chat, the like second chapter in the book after Dumais Wells, right? What what book was Dumais Wells in? Six. Was there an epilogue after Dumai's Wells? Yeah, there Wait, was. Six? Yeah. We six. haven't seen... Okay, so we haven't seen Gawain since that epilogue when he comes across the Aes Sedai. I don't believe so, yeah. Weird. Yeah, right? That was so long ago. And I think... And here's the thing. I think Gawain's going to be incredibly important, but we just don't know where he is. if he never comes back. We just like... They, we like hear about the younglings a couple of times, but like... <laughs> never hear about No, Gawain. no. He he walks... He he rides into Tarmengaden like right, right at the end. He like gets there and they're oh, like, "Oh shit, sorry, I'm here." It's sorry, I lost track of time. Oh, oh, the devil! No, we beat the devil. Where were you, Gawain? Where have you been? And he's like, "Oh, I went to uh, Miami. I, I had went some to my ties." Oh my god! All right, we need to keep going because we're just talking about this, but very interesting stuff. But but all like cool stuff that yeah, yeah. you know is going to be important at some point. Um. So <laughs> we uh that we have an interruption by the sea folk, uh, who I I. I hope become Useful? more interesting. <laughs> Their culture is interesting, but right now, yeah, they're just like looking for I said I teachers. They're really just complaining a lot. Like I find the I find the sea folk to be a bit like they're like we're holding up our end of the bargain, and I'm like, what was your end of the bargain then? Because y'all have done nothing. Well, their their end of the bargain was using the bowl of winds and. Like, th- that whole aspect of it. But th- it is unrealistic of them to be like, hey, you promised us 20 teachers. I know there's only six I said I here, but we want those 20 teachers. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay. Like, you have one, like, full-time teacher. Poor Meryl. Oh, my God. Yeah. She's like she's like a shell of a person right now. Um, But, but... <laughs> I don't really know what they expect from her. Like, very clearly, there's a lot of shit going on. And they're like... No, this yeah, is the most their important. ships are also under attack right now. Like they're yeah. they're people they're they're like we need more teachers and I'm like why are you here? Go home, go go take care of your people. Yeah. I'm slightly disappointed in them for not taking care of their people more. Well, I don't know how. Right, Elaine said they couldn't go back. Right, because Ebudar was taken, so they're dead. I kind of, but I'm like that's that wouldn't keep me from my people. You would just go off to, to die for no. No, reason. I wouldn't try and I wouldn't try and travel onto the ship, which is what Elaine said they couldn't do. But at this point, I would be like, I'm I'm still I'm trying to figure out what they want and uh-huh. what their purpose is. And for yeah. me right now, they're like, we want to learn about the one power. And I'm like, look, there are really important things going on mm-hmm. for our characters, for the rest of your people. And you're you're coming in here with a hot head of steam mm-hmm. about something. It, it's just it, it's it's I- a subplot that I'm like. What does this lead to? Well, I think the hot head of steam is because th- they know that their people are dead and they can't do anything about it, right? They cannot risk traveling to Ebudar and having the Sanchen learn how to travel. Sure, but then we also have the sea folk in the Rand part of the story that are also not doing anything. Like, li- like functionally not, they're, they're sitting there waiting for Rand to tell them what to do, I guess? Well, yeah, because they promised Rand the ship, so they just need to wait till he I know, says that they th- are needed. This sea folk thing has been going on for books. Like literally, like four books of this, and I'm just like, what, what, is, what is this? Why am I being given a million names? 
Why am I being told about all the ranks? Mm -hmm. Like, what purpose in the plot of these novels do these characters fade? I think it's just building up to a moment when they're, when they, like, are necessary and crucial in in the moment, right? I I, I really hope so. Because when they come in and they're, like, talking about stuff... I, right now, mm-hmm. I, I glaze over a little bit. And I'm like, the, the Seafolk have been doing the same thing for too long in this story to not have, like, either been given a point of view chapter where we can actually learn about them instead of just getting the same. View, yeah. Here's what it is for me. Mm-hmm. We, are, we keep getting Outlander or Wetlander point of view um, of these characters that all have the same perspective of them. Mm-hmm. We keep hearing the like this character was shocked about the fact that they had rings in their noses. They're so weird. And this character was shocked <laughs> about the fact that they had rings in their noses and this character and like it is I think it's the repetition of that yeah. without them having a function in the plot mm-hmm. that isn't interesting to me anymore because yeah, yeah. they show up they kind of everyone reacts oh my god sea folk with the rings in their ears and their nose and then the sea folk make demands and are really pushy mm-hmm. and then they leave. And it like it's a cyclical thing that I'm like I know where this is going <laughs> because yeah, yeah. these characters, other than the Bullwinds, which was really interesting, these characters don't functionally add anything to the plot right now. Yeah, and they yeah. will in the future, which is why this is important for sure. Because Rand like, is going to like call on them. But oh God, I would love a point of view so that I could just care. I just don't care. They show up and I, I well, don't and give a shit. I think that the most interesting part of the Sea Folk stuff was when Elaine was on their ship making friends. With the the Windfinder, right? The yeah, yeah, yeah. The wind fi- yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, they were interesting when they were introduced. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But like, we're we're like three, two or three books past Nynaeve getting married, and they're like, God, those sea folk customs are weird. But and we, we never, haven't learned. I know. We I never find know. out what they are. Guys, I want to know what happens. I, and that's the thing. We keep getting told how weird they are, yeah. and they don't seem that weird. They talk yeah. like Aes Sedai. They're demanding like the wise ones. Mm-hmm. And they don't do anything. Yeah. And so I'm just, I, I want to care. I really want to care because I think that, like, the the concept, it, it, you know what it is like? Mm-hmm. It's like the Talakaneel and the Black Panther of Wakanda Forever. Oh, where you're like. This, this is not a spoiler for the movie, but where they're shown to be really cool. And, like, we get to learn so much about Namor. And I just, I wanted to care about the rest of them. The people, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And, like, Renail is a cool character. Yeah. I don't care about the sea folk at all. Yeah. I just don't. And I, I wish that I did. I wish I'd been given something to, like, really latch onto with them because they show up and I'm like, yeah yeah no that's that's fair yeah I'm sure we will get there but it's probably not in this book I'm their sorry. desires just also <laughs> don't seem to have anything to do with Tarmangadon like they're they're they, they like so like they think they have their know. own prophecies that yeah. we just don't know a ton about yet except that Rand is like the Coromor yeah or they think they, they think he's the Coromor it'd be interesting if he wasn't um yeah but uh yeah so so they barge in they want some teachers, and Elena's like, okay, well, like, maybe one of these two I said I can grant you a couple hours a day to, to teach you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, and then, and then the Master Team barges in. Everybody barges in. Everybody barges in. Which is hilarious, because Dayelin is like, is everybody going to show up here? And I was like, that's what I, I feel I, like. When she had that line, I thought Rand was going to show up. <laughs> I thought that they were setting me up for Rand to walk into this room as well Literally, and see everyone there and be like, what is happening? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, this was, but that doesn't happen. This was like a almost like sitcom moment where I was like, I see what's happening yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, Mazroom Tame shows up with two buddies and is like, I see you taking down the banners, harumph. And she's like, uh, yeah, so you're going to let me in. Mm-hmm. We're, you're going to show me the Black Tower. 
Um, because you're on Andor and Andorian, Andorian, Andorian land. Yeah, you're on Andorian land, and uh, you, I'm, I'm gonna be the queen. So you bow down, bitch. Before that, though, uh, but she, he does say that he has a gift for her. Yeah. Um, which we don't find out what that is. Unless I missed it. But no, what no. is the gift for her? We don't, we don't find out what that is yet. Oh, okay. Uh. Sex Buggy says this chapter should be called The One Where No One Knocks. Literally. Yeah. Um. There is no Heisenberg in this chapter. I don't. You don't get that joke, do you? No. He is the one who knocks. I don't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know what the gift is. I have to be so careful with my references with you because you have literally no idea what I'm talking about. No, I have no idea. Oh, my God. So hopefully someone in chat um, thought that was funny. Um, <laughs> do you want me to play the badoons for no. you? Go no, I, I don't need a rim shot for people to know I made a joke. <laughs> well, I do, okay? Leave me alone. That was, uh, I love you. I'm sorry. That was so salty. I know. That was so mean. That's fine. <laughs> I got you good this morning, so it's all good. Um, you got me good this morning? Yeah. You were very upset downstairs. I can't remember why, but I was like, you, the door was open, and I just... Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even remember what I said, but... Uh... <laughs> I don't remember either. Oh, because you were not paying attention to me. Um, they're like, they literally have no idea what we're talking about now. What were we talking about? We were talking about, uh, the gift that Rand has Oh, for yeah. What, what is Mazram Tame's gift? Also, what the fuck would Rand trust to Mazram Tame as a gift? Like, do you think it's actually from Rand, or do you think Mazram no, Tame is fucking... No, I do not think it's from Rand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Mazram Tame is up in here fucking shit but up. But also, um, Elaine calls him Rand, mm -hmm. and then is like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I guess. I didn't understand that part either. It's about formalities, right? She doesn't want people to know uh, her feelings towards Rand and that relationship. It also yeah, because she's subtle about it. Well, I'm you know in front of other people, she has to maintain appearances. Well, she didn't. So way to go, Elaine. I guess. I, I guess. Um. So he. Uh. We find out that uh the Black Tower is four square miles. I'm assuming square miles, because it just says four miles walled off within Randland and uh, within Andor, and I was like, I, probably four square. I don't think they just put a fence up in a in a, for, for four miles. For four, no, so no, it's no. probably four square miles, uh, and that she, uh, they're not. Mazum um, Tame was like, well, I don't have to let you in, and she's like, yeah, you do. Because we will stop food from coming in. And he's like, well, we can travel, so we can get food in. And she's like, yeah, but it's going to be a waste of your time, yeah. so... Uh, so she agrees to allow controlled visits. Mm -hmm. And uh, she agrees to controlled visits because he's like, we wouldn't want any accidents. And she's like, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Um, I mean, that's kind of sus, but okay. And then before... They can fully finish this conversation. Yep. Nadir shows up. And they get interrupted again because... Um, it's time. It's, it, it is time. And this is... Jesus Christ. <laughs> this, is, this is where I was like, this shouldn't be the prologue. This is a chapter of this book. Oh, I know. I was like, this is so important. I don't know what's prologue, but I, all right. Um, and so because this is Robert Jordan, uh, Elaine has to take off all of her clothes in front of everybody. Um, yeah. Because he can't help himself. Yeah. Uh, and apparently neither can Mazram Tame. Yeah. So everyone turns around. Tame does the good guy thing where he gets the other guys to turn around. But then apparently then he was like, sneaking. He was having a little sneaky peek. Yeah. Uh, which is very creepy considering Elaine is like a child. 
Well, yeah. Threk! Thank you for hello. 10 months! Welcome back to the nerd table. Welcome back. Um, and so, uh, uh, yeah, so they cover her up, which they wouldn't have normally done, but they were like, that Mazram Tame was being a creeper. Well, no, they were like, it's cold. Oh, you mean like stand around her? Yeah. Oh, okay, sorry. I thought you meant like no, the in the No, in the book, they say like, normally we wouldn't cover your nakedness, but that man was peeking at you. Oh, I thought it was because it was cold. I mean, they, they say in the book that it's because oh. of the peaking, but... Oh, okay. No, I, yeah. I thought they were like, it's chilly. <laughs> it's like, all right, sure. But no. Yeah. All right. Yeah, no. The, 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 I, am I crazy? That's in the book. No, I'm not sure. I honestly, I didn't, like, take too much stock into it, so it, it might have been that. Chad will let us know in, like, 30 seconds when they catch up to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... So, um, yeah, so we, we go to the, the ceremony of the first sisters. Mm -hmm. And so they, uh, yeah, so they, they all hang out naked in a room together, mm -hmm. uh, and they slap each other in the face. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not at first. First, um, Amis joins them in their nudity and she's like, I have had babies and I have given the suck. The, um, the suck is the weirdest which, fucking way you could put that. I was like, why? Yeah, because it took me a second. I was like, wait, she like given a blowjob? No, no. The, no. The, the titties. No, it, she had babies drink her milk. Yeah. But yeah. I was like, yeah. I read the suck and I just, it took me aback from it because I was like, Amisa's so in order to marry people as first sisters, you have to suck a dick? Uh -huh. Like that, it really threw me off until my brain was like, no, you dum-dum. <laughs> yeah, 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 No, you absolute hobnob. No, I know. Oh, my God. It was, yeah, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> definitely a weird way to put that. I also love how Robert Jordan has to make a comment that even though Amisa's had children, it doesn't look like she's had children. <laughs> He's like, don't worry, though. Them titties she's are still, still perky. Hot. Yeah, she's still hot as fuck. I'm like, okay, all right, Robert Jordan, calm down. I understand. Um, yeah, that was, I, I, I don't know why that was <laughs> there. Um, but, yeah, she offers herself to give birth to El, uh, Elaine and uh, Avienda. Which I thought was, th this is such a cool ceremony. Like, the idea that you have to, that someone has to feel the pain for them. Mm -hmm. And that, uh, like, Amis is such a baller in this moment where she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah childbirth, no big deal. Yeah, whatever. And... <laughs> Uh, if you want to read some pretty graphic, um, uh, naked women cuddling, uh, you get it in this sequence. There's a lot of like, and then they laid their heads gently on her breasts, her barren breasts. And I was like, am I reading Literatica? Like, is, have we gone full smut? <laughs> this is the closest we've, we've gone, I think. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we get closer in a couple of chapters. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Amis, Amis. You're a real one. This really, really fucking cool. Yeah, this whole section was in the in the middle of it while I was reading it. I was kind of like, this is this is weird, and I don't know if this is necessary. But then by the end, I was like, oh, that was that was actually really cool. Like mm -hmm. I had like goosebumps from it. I was like, uh, like as as a bigger picture, the entire ceremony was, um, yeah, yeah. It was it was laid out in a really fascinating way, especially yeah. the perspective that we get on it. And, you know, they didn't know that the One Power was involved until they sat down. I didn't know the One Power was involved. I think it was, um, I think it was really cool. Yeah, I could have done without them smacking each other as hard as they could. Because, yeah. realistically, 
Avienda knocks Elaine the fuck out. Oh, yeah. Elaine doesn't fight. Elaine has never been in a fight before. And it, it, like, Avienda is, like, stronger than a professional boxer. And here's a problem as well. Elaine doesn't really know how to hit people without breaking their jaw. Or without breaking her hand. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Like, when when they were like, you guys are going to hit each other as hard as you can. I was like, what are you talking about? All right. Avienda could crush any woman in the MMA. (laughs) You know what I mean? Avienda could walk into the UFC <coughs> and probably take on like Ronda Rousey and another MMA fighter at the same time. And <laughs> Elaine has never fought any. I don't think Elaine has ever gardened. Like Elaine is, her hands are so uncalloused <laughs> that she probably smacks Avienda and it feels like, like getting tickled by a pillow. And Avienda, meanwhile, is is built like a brick shit house. Can run. 200 leagues at a sprint. Yeah. This is the most unfair fight in the history of the world. I know. And you know what? Elaine fucking takes it like a champ. Elaine takes it and gives it back. And I was like, girl, I don't know where you learned that, but uh, I'm happy for you. Uh, Robert Paris says, that everyone's like, it's an open-handed slap to the yeah. cheek. You can still, like, dislocate Google somebody's jaw. Sla- Google, Google slap competitions. Seriously. Just go look it up. They I'm just fucking imagining, brutalize each other. I'm just imagining <clears throat> how I met your mother. Oh, Slapsgiving. Yeah. How Guys, fitting is that this is Slapsgiving? I don't think you understand how hard someone's slapping you as hard as they can. Not like a yeah. quick one out of anger, right? Not like yeah. a come. I'm talking about a... Like, you don't understand. Like, someone who is as strong as Avienda versus someone as weak as Elaine, it's not fair. Apparently, Elaine works out because Avienda hits the floor. Oh, I, yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so they, they fight one another, and then they're like, well, remember when you're mad at her that you already hit her. I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> Joby One Kenobi says she washed a lot of pots in the tower. Yeah, maybe. Those Maybe. calluses built up. Malandio agrees. You can def knock out a dude with slap. Look. Well, and that's that. Having slapped someone across the like, face hard enough that in a rehearsal, in a way that like we almost came to blows over it, you can do damage. No, also, you, you can, can box someone's ear you hit their and ear, take their hearing out forever. That's the, And that was the only part about it where I was like. This makes me a little bit anxious because you can you can actually do damage with the slap if you hit the ear, if you hit the jaw in the wrong way. Like I would have loved if <laughs> someone had shown up earlier to teach Elaine teach how to Elaine. slap. So we know you're not an IEL, okay? That would have and been the best thing. So you are gonna have to smack Avienda as hard as you possibly can. Um uh, I also love the little tidbit that um but uh what oh my gosh, whatever her name is. And I'm Melaine. Melaine is not there because her babies would accidentally be part of the ceremony. And I was like, Yeah, that was interesting. That's wild. And the the concern about Brigitte. Oh yes, they asked about the bond. And and even Avienda is like, oh fuck, I had not. We didn't think about this. Well, because I don't think Avienda knew that it involved the power either. Mm -hmm. Um I so this is the this is the read and find out that our chat has been waiting for. Right? Uh Uh-huh. This is why there are no threesomes among the Aiel. Why not? Because they're imagine, sisters. Could you imagine? No, no, because they're literally sisters now. But not biologically. Yes, that's what this does. It changes their DNA? Yeah, they are like, they're basically fraternal twins now. 
They I sleep mean, with the same man. They can't get each other pregnant, so. No, no, no. I, no, when when chat was like, no, you'll understand when you get to it, uh-huh. there's no threesomes among first wives. This is why. They're not, like, they're not sharing a man. It's boring. Oh, no, I agree. It's it's less interesting. But, like, they're literally related. It, they, they are literally, they've been born together. Yeah. Right? I don't know. If you have that, like, light bond with somebody, I think that, like, orgasming together would feel great. I'm just saying. And so... What? You're, you're not wrong. <laughs> I know. But I think that... I, I think I get where Chad is coming from. Do I think that threesomes still happen? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them do, for sure. Mostly because I... <laughs> I know twins... Being siblings who have done doesn't... That. Yeah, doesn't stop Not my, not my brothers. I want to be very clear. Um, I know a set of twins uh-huh. who I am, I am not related to... Who do that together yeah. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are very into it, which I find Lestrange. Yeah. Um, it's very Bellatrix Lestrange to me, but. Uh, <laughs> it's Bellatrix Lestrange. But yeah, no, yeah. I think that they're literally sisters. Yeah, but not all sister wives are first sisters. So, like. No, I think they are. No, no, no. No, because you can, you can share a man without you being first sisters, right? Like. I don't think so. I don't think we've ever seen that. I don't think we've seen any evidence that you can do that without being first sisters. You think sisters. that Rourke's wives are both first sisters? Because I don't think that they yeah, are. Yeah, I think they are. I think they've done that ceremony together. Oh, I 100% think that. I think that all not of them... All, uh, Yasmin says not all sister wives are first sisters among the Aiel. Okay. Yeah, I... WL says, ask Chris Rock how hard a slap can be. To be fair to Chris Rock, he took that like a champ. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. straightened back up and continued with his bit. It wasn't a great bit, mm-hmm. but like he took it. And Will Smith is no slouch. Will Smith is not like oh an Elaine. Will Smith is more Avienda than Elaine. If we if we get onto that, there's gonna be if you if if you take a slap from Ali, and not that Will Smith is actually Ali, but he played him in a movie. Uh, I got I got same respect thing. for that. That's the that's the same, same thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, but yeah, we get this really fucking cool ceremony that yeah, has it. a lot of like. I felt bad for Lane. I feel like she should have gotten like three slaps for Avienda's one, just to be fair. You <laughs> just know? to be fair. Um, I also like the moment where they're saying what's like the worst thing about each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is cool. Like, you have to like be brutally honest. If and my I'm... siblings did this, we would beat the shit out of each other. Um, but uh, it's why we're not honest with each other. We we tell white lies. Yeah, you, that's how you keep a real family together. You make them feel better. Little white lies. You say it once, you get it out of the way, and then it's done. You know, you don't oh, no, have to great. talk yeah, yeah. about it again. Well, and the thing about the slap here that I kind of like is that they're like, you're gonna want to beat the shit out of each other throughout your life together. Mm-hmm. So just remember that you've already done it and it's over. And I kind of like that. Like yeah. I wouldn't do that in like a marriage because I think it would be very weird to be like, okay, now hit each other. But like, yeah. if I saw a wedding where that was a part of their ceremony, I. I think I would understand, even if I would disagree with it. On yeah, like a no, no, I, this health is level. absolutely like an understandable ceremony. Like I, like I, I'm like I, I, I get everything in it has its purpose, which um, is what I like. How did you feel about uh, the jealousy part where Elaine is like, Avienda got fucked and I didn't, and then Avienda's like, Rand loves Elaine and not me, and I was like, oh wow, okay, you guys are gonna have some baggage to work through. Good luck. Good luck with that. We still have two point of views in the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's. I, I think that that's. Oh, and the gobbling sweets, guys. I am Elaine. 
I, I should have been cast in the show as Elaine. Yeah, you really should um, This is a travesty. But... You would, you would be better than Sierra Lynch. I'm just going to say it now. And wow. I'm not biased because I'm your husband. No, not biased at all. And not because I want that money. Yeah, no. And, you know, not it's not that we need money right now with us. <laughs> we got stuff going on, guys. And don't worry about it. Don't want to talk about it yet, but, like, I we don't know what to do. It's going to be complicated. Yeah. We're fucked. No, we're fine. Well, I... We'll be fine. Uh, Tovin is, um... Uh... Dreaming about strangling Elena. As she should. Yeah. This was fascinating. Mm-hmm. It definitely leaned into the worst of what we were dreading about this storyline. Um, it definitely did. Uh, uh, Il Juama says, who had over an hour for the prologue? We're mostly going to talk about the prologue because once we get into the six chapters, there's not a lot to there's, talk about. Yeah, yeah. The prologue is where all the heavy lifting is. All of the most interesting parts of the reading this week are the prologue. Mm-hmm. The prologue is fantastic. Then the next six chapters are like, I'm not pregnant. I want to be very clear on that. That is not. No. What is? No. No. Clarice is 1000% not pregnant. Never no. will be pregnant. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Don't don't worry, guys. Uh, My boobies are going to stay like a Mises. Says, is a nerdy drink out of camera lens? Uh, yeah, I am. This is not a real camera lens. It it's is a, a mug. It's a cup that looks like a camera lens. Yeah, this was a gift from my mom. Uh, when I first started to like get into photography, uh, she bought me this as a gift. Mm-hmm. Uh, as it's a, a great like, mug. You know, and so to my mom, thank you. Yeah. This was Christmas a few years ago. Guys, everyone uh, everyone, wave and say hi to um, Trish in case she watches this. She usually watches the beginning, but she never makes it. She won't be an hour in. I was like, she might make it an hour my in. My mom likes to watch like the first like six minutes and, and then, then be like, working. I gave it a like. I watched six minutes. I'm done. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, so uh, Tavain has every reason to be upset because she is now... Um, Bonded to Loghain, and like mm-hmm. all of the women there are bonded. There's just a lot of bonded women. A lot of people commented on it last week and were like, what were they supposed to do? And I, I kind of felt like we laid that out. Not bond them. Do you think that Mazram Tame is on Rand's side? No, no. I know, right? No, the, the there's subtle... There's too many secrets. Yeah, there's too many secrets. The subtle undermining of yeah. things. Right? Like there is stuff that um, Rand... Well, for, okay, first of all, the reason Tame is, no, no, is because he put three people on the traitor's tree that are Rand's people. He put Flynn, Narishma, and what's-his-face. He listed their names as traitors when they are not. Yeah. Knowing that Rand's never going to show up to know. Uh, Hopwell. Yeah, Narishma, Flynn, and Hopwell as traitors. And people are like, wow, that's so many traitors. Um... And so, so tame, tame's very bad. Tame, tame, bad boy. Um, I'm like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about it right now. Because mm-hmm. I don't know what Rand does about the Black Tower if they're not on his side. I don't. They know seem too either. powerful, and so now it seems like that. And they're already yeah, divided into factions, right? Tame's got his people, Loghain's got his people, and there's a bunch of other Ashman who also have their people. And it's all, it's Deus de Damar all over again. Do you think Loghain is on Rand's side? Not at the moment. I think he's on his side, and I, I think he'll throw his lot wherever suits him best. Yeah. I predicted long ago mm-hmm. that Loghain was going to come to the Black Tower, yeah. oust Mazram Tame, yeah. And be the, like, hero of the Black Tower? Yes, which is the whole prediction of the, the, the crown, the glory. I think I'm right. 
I think Masram Tame is going to, mm-hmm. like, be the new Forsaken. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I I don't think that he'll be for like, cause I don't think that. Oh, no, no, no. He's not gonna be Forsaken. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be. What are they called? What were they called in the last war? The um. They the have companions? a no, no, no. The the Aes Sedai that worked for the Dark One in the last war had a name. They were called um. Oh my God! Oh, it's only been they? mentioned a couple of times, right? I don't remember. They were called um, the 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 Shadow Riders or something like that. Dreadlord. Dreadlords. Masram Tame mm-hmm. will be the new Dreadlord. Mm-hmm. It, th- yeah, right. That makes sense. And then Loghain is so I think that like Loghain versus Masram Tame is going to lead to like the Dreadlord mm-hmm. faction of the Black Tower, and then the Loghain faction who become the like Rand faction. Mm. I feel like Loghain weirdly is the goodest of them because he wasn't raised by Tame. Except whereas that, everyone else there has like a like allegiance to Tame here's that I think is really dangerous. Here's the thing, because of this section. Loghain will never be redeemable in my eyes. Um, and... Oh, because of the bonding? Because of the rape. <laughs> the, oh, oh, of, um... Because uh, yeah. here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know, the Aes Sedai says, oh, yeah, no, I'm totally doing this with my own volition. But, like, we don't actually know that. Because we know we know that the Aes Sedai can compel their warders without them realizing it. Yeah, So yeah, it stands yeah. to reason that the men would be able to do that as well. And so... Logan will never be redeemable in my eyes, even if he does help Rand. Like he's still, mm-hmm. he's still terrible. <laughs> oh no, I, I agree um, with you 100. I'm not saying that he's. That's why. That's why my goodest was with a question mark. For sure. He's because yeah. Tame is Tame is bad. Tame is yeah. bad for sure. Logan is bad, but at least might be working for Rand. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it's 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 uh it's it's all kinds of fucked up. <laughs> yeah. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, it, it goes back to the same thing that I was upset about with um, mm-hmm. the Halo TV show, mm-hmm. where the because sorry spoilers if you haven't seen the Halo TV show mm-hmm. don't watch it it's very bad. Um, I'm sorry if you liked it. I I just I, I found that show to be just awful, but mm-hmm. um, because it just misunderstood what Halo is supposed to be about. Mm-hmm. But the there is an episode where Master Chief has sex with a prisoner of war. <laughs> And you're like, that person is a prisoner in your compound if you have sex with them. It it, is still sexual assault. It is still coerced in a way that is inappropriate. Yeah, because of the power dynamic and because of the bonding, um, it, it, it... to me, this is rape. Uh, you Even, guys can fight me all you want in the comments, but we don't know that it's consensual, and we can never know because of the bond. But so. no, no. Even if it's her choice. Even if it's her choice, he's she still is her still, superior. Uh, she, well, and he, she's a captive. She, she, like she's she, a prisoner. It, there is no way for them. To, there is no way for her to truly consent in a situation mm-hmm. where she is not allowed to leave. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like that is not. Like you can't keep someone trapped and mm-hmm. then be like, well, no, but like they, they, they weren't allowed to leave. Yeah, and yeah. you know, if they didn't do it as I said, I would stop feeding them. But they wanted to have sex with me. You know what I mean? Like that, that line is blurred. Yeah. To the point where that consent isn't real. Like victims of Stockholm syndrome are still victims, mm-hmm. right? Like they didn't want to be there in the first place. But there is a whole thing about Stockholm syndrome, and like this is. I think, ha- like, similarly related to. I think that, I think that this Aes Sedai, I'm trying to remember her name, G- uh, um, 
No, I passed it. Um, Darmok uh, says, do you consider Green Aes Sedai marrying their warders to be rape as well? No, because... No, because they the, consent to the bond. If they don't consent to the bond, then yes, right? Yeah. Like Rand, like Al- Alana and Rand. Yes. There's a lot of... There's a there's so much non-consent in these books that it's getting a little bit tough, honestly. Yeah. Um, this part of it is not my favorite, as we know from last week, but we're going to move on. We're not going to talk about it forever. I just want to say that like, if the warders know what the deal is going into yeah. the bond and they agree to it... Yeah. Then no, right? Yeah. Like, I am committed to you mm-hmm. in a way where, like, there are things I have to do for you that sometimes I don't want to. But we're married. And so, <laughs> no, no, but I'm saying that, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. in a marriage, you're with someone for such a long time that there are, at times, things that, like, you have to choose your partner over what you want to be doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there are times where your partner has to take precedence over your desires. Mm-hmm. And that is a part of the decision that I made to marry you. And mm-hmm. I agreed to it. And I'm down for it, right? Mm-hmm. A thousand percent I'm down for it. I love being married to you. Those you didn't marry me against my will and then expect these things of me. No, yeah. And, and so that's that the is thing. the difference, right? The Greens warders know what they're getting into yeah. and they agree to it. They yeah. consent to that relationship and that is that is how it is different. Now, if that Green is then abusing that relationship, then yes, it does become an abusive yeah, relationship. Yeah, then it's fucked up. Yeah. Right? And so the it is not until the Greens abuse the relationship that it's a problem. The difference with Loghain is that by taking them captive and keeping them prisoner, mm-hmm. the power imbalance is at no point a choice. Yeah. No, none of the Aes Sedai in this compound have chosen to be there. Yeah. And so therefore, anything that happens within that compound is in some way mm-hmm. pushed upon them by Loghain and by the other Ashaman. Yeah, like... Be, like- magically imposing your will on another person is taking away, like, it, mm-hmm. it is taking away your complete freedom. And so, yeah, so that's why Logan will never be redeemable in my eyes. I think that all, this whole thing is is gross and what they're doing with the Aes Sedai, even though the Aes Sedai are wrong, you know, like, yeah. they're, you know, they're, they're not doing a great thing. Um, they still, like, they're still the victims yeah. here. So. Um, Nicholas Kadera says warders don't consent. They're chosen by Aes Sedai. They don't get to choose which Aes Sedai picks them. We've been told that We've the warder bond is consensual. You pick yeah. your warder and you, 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 like, they don't just go around the countryside pulling out random farmers and being like, you're my warder now. Like, yeah. it's not really how that I works. don't agree with that. Yeah. I, um, I don't think that that's, yeah. 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 Especially because, like, Moiraine met, just, like, ran into Lan in, like, a bar yeah, and they then found one. They another. like came to that decision together. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. warders, uh warders do know about the compulsion aspect because Land knows about it. Yeah. So if, if Land knows about it, it, that would be weird if he was the only person who knew about it. Um I don't know. I feel like we've been very consistent on this. The passing yeah. of Land's bond, we have a huge problem with. It's it's the all situation weird. with Thailand, we have a problem with. Yeah. Alana bonding Rand, we have a problem with. And then this with Loghain, we have a problem with. Mm-hmm. I we've been consistent across our opinions. If you got to this this fourth version of this and thought we were going to take a different opinion than we did the last three times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, we're going to be consistent on this. Mm-hmm. These th- there is so much non-consent in these books. It is kind of wild. Yeah, yeah. It is like 
Yeah, 100%. Uh, Monkey, welcome yeah. back to the Nerd Table, uh, our wonderful mod. You know, we appreciate the heck out of you. A uh, good thing to remember about these books is that when they were written, there was zero discourse about consent, especially in the fantasy genre. Absolutely. Like, uh, 100%. And and it's, it is harder to read older things. Because yeah. now, because, you know, we're discussing it here and now with our lived experiences and what our views of right and wrong are. Yeah. And, you know, so we're going to have a different opinion than when people did who first read it in the 90s, right? Um, there, there's the, the, I think one of the coolest things about books that, that live on forever, which I think that the wheel of time in a sense will, is that there's so much to discuss about it, mm -hmm. good and bad, right and wrong. Um, right. The author has things to say about it and, and, and that's important. But yeah, the, this section was like, oh, please no, I really yeah. hoped we weren't going to go here. And yet here we are. And, and it sucks, you know, it's, it's hard. Um, but yeah, welcome back to the Nerd Table, I, I just want to be really clear. Mm -hmm. I want to move on. I want to say one last thing, and then I want to be really clear. Yeah. If you take someone prisoner, mm -hmm. and then they choose to seduce you in order to have a better station in their imprisonment, mm -hmm. you are still in the wrong, and they're not. Yeah. If you say yes to sleeping with them in that moment. Yeah. Yes, they seduced you because they were hoping for better treatment while they were imprisoned, but that person is no more liable for their actions in their imprisonment mm -hmm. than they would be if they were unconscious when it happened. Yeah. The only way in which consent exists is when both parties are have no power over one another and that both part that and that there's nothing to gain by it, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. like this is this is not a healthy dynamic mm -hmm. and I, I think that it's an important conversation to have and yes yeah. Robert Jordan was not having this conversation clearly but, well, but also, we can't do this show in 2022 without, without acknowledging talking it. about it. absolutely 100% we can't glaze over that it's 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 a really important thing to talk about and the more that we talk about it the more that we all become better people and and you like grow and learn from this and and I agree with um Bazemian, I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong, but mm -hmm. I don't think, yeah, Robert Jordan is portraying it as, like, a good thing by any means. I think that Oh, it's, I don't think it's being portrayed as good. It's yeah. just, it's an uncomfortable thing. It's an uncomfortable thing yeah. that is meant to bring up discussion. Because Tovain is uncomfortable what, with it. Like, yeah, Gabrell is yeah. saying that she is comfortable with it, but Tovain like, isn't. what the fuck? And I think Tovain is the audience POV here, mm -hmm. and Tovain's point of view on it is correct. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, like, I don't even think Robert Jordan is approaching it with the wrong point of view. Because even mm -hmm. with the Thailand situation, Matt is very upset. Like, I think mm -hmm. that Robert Jordan's point of view makes sense. I just think that he put a lot of it in these books. Mm -hmm. And it's just starting to happen Yeah. Uh, Baka Karn, thank you for that super chat. Can boys that know little to nothing about the one power give informed consent to be bonded? If sex occurs after being bonded, is it consensual? That's a tough thing that right is now. A, that is a question that we would have to read about those relationships to have a point of view on. But yeah. like the, a the hypothetical other, boy in a hypothetical warder bond that we don't understand the yeah. dynamics of, I can't comment on because that's like, yeah. you, you, can, right you now, can what if anything, right? Right now the information that we have is that warders know about the compelling yeah. you know, land knows about it and so our perspective on this is that the warders know what they are getting into mm -hmm. and that they consent to it and that yeah. bo bonding someone against their consent is considered a very 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 terrible thing to do in the tower which is one thing that the tower does right mm -hmm. and so that's 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 kind of the, pers the only perspective that we have on this like hypothetical situation, right? And uh, look, I think that the, I think that it's mm -hmm. an appropriate conversation to have if you have details about that relationship. Mm -hmm. And if look, here's the thing: if the warders are being bonded, 
without being given the full details of what it means to be bonded, I find that horribly inappropriate. Yeah, yeah, then that is also a problem. We will discuss if that comes up. I think that if if you bond someone without fully giving them the information, Mm -hmm. that is as bad as what Alana did to Rand. Exactly. And like, I'm glad that Alana hasn't been in these books and that she's always far away because I don't want to talk about her. Mm -hmm. What she did is gross. And every time she shows up, it's just, oh yeah, it's the lady who did the really gross thing to the young man. This 60-year-old woman did this awful thing to a 19-year-old. Yeah. Like, if you really think about it, it, Alana fucking sucks, right? Yeah. And so it's better that she's not around because I don't want to talk about it. But no, (laughs) I I, I agree with you 100%. If the people people consent to the bond without the knowledge of what the bond is, Mm -hmm. that is 100,000% inappropriate. Yeah. We just don't know that that is what is happening. So I I don't know how to, like, comment on, like, the what if of it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Glenn Peterson, thank you for that super chat. We appreciate it. Um, I reacted very negatively to Robinson Caruso because of the line, I will call you day of the week and you will call me master instantly hated the book. I've never read Robinson Crusoe, so I don't know I haven't either, what but you're referencing, but I, I, I understand but it. But that's yeah. fair. You know, that is very off-putting. And sometimes you just want to read some fantasy and not get into it. But mm-hmm. these books are not light like that. And so these are the discussions that, you know, we have to have here. And I, mm-hmm. I hope you guys are along for the ride. I think we've said all we need to say about that. Let's move on to Rand. Section. Unless, is there any information in that section? Because we do see Tovin, see Elaine come by, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah, but nothing, like, she's there with Brigitte, like, nothing really happens. Yeah, we don't learn a ton other than, you know, the Ashman are divided amongst themselves in such a way, so. Um, yeah. Oh, Relaine, no. thank you for your discussion on this. Uh, thank you for your super chat. Relaine, uh, thank you. Thank and look, you, thank I know you. we went on and on about it last week, and so we're trying to move on, but... Um, mm-hmm. I, it's important to keep having these conversations because these it's in the books, and I want to discuss these books from a 2022 perspective and be honest about our feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A yeah. thousand percent. We were just here to be honest with you guys. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Rand's point of view. Rand mm-hmm. is uh, meeting with the brain in Kyrian, but mm-hmm. not where you think. He's in Herod Fell's old place because um, I was about to call her Mindy. Because Mindy, Mindy Kaling <laughs> likes books. Mindy. Um, um, Mindy Kaling is here uh, mm. trying to get more books to read because she's a voracious reader. Someone should give her the Wheel of Time. It would really <laughs> help Rand if he could see what was coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Min could read the Wheel of Time in the Wheel of Time, th- they would just, they would win automatically. Um. So Rand tells Dobrain, because Dobrain is like, Allele and the uh, Seafolk official are missing. And Rand is like, oh yeah, Cat Swain probably has them. Why is Cat Swain kidnapping people? I don't know. I was very confused. <laughs> Like, why is Cat is Cat Swain holding people against their will? I don't know. Maybe they're plotting together. I, I don't know. It's here's the thing. If Cat Swain knows that Ilil is against Rand and she is has kidnapped Ilil to 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 maybe sway her in support of Rand, that's the only reason that I can think of. But I genuinely I don't know. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Cat Swain is kidnapping people, mm-hmm. uh, and you know what? Cat Swain isn't in this week, so we don't know why. Cat Swain was also mm-hmm. with the rebels. Kat, look, I get the people like Cat Swain, but like, I need some explanations about why Cat Swain seems to be cavorting with Rand's enemies pretty frequently. I I need an explanation about this because mm-hmm. I'm getting to the point where like I trust her as much as I trust Masm Masm Tame at this point. Yeah, she was at that rebel camp doing we don't know what. It didn't seem like she was working for Rand. Mm-hmm. And now she's kidnapping and holding his enemies hostage, but, like, maybe cavorting with them. Like, I, guys, I just want to know what Cat's waiting. I just want to know something about her. Because right now, she's a mystery and also is just, oh, the greatest person ever. She's doing something. And, like. And I, 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 we'll find out. We'll, we'll I find know, but out. this has been, this has been, like, three books now. 
Yeah, this and is I think Robert that, Jordan. I think that this is where I just keep coming back to is I just keep being like, where is this going? Yeah, yeah. I, I like, um, I, I was hopeful we would tie up a, a few ends in this book. And we got some really interesting stuff in the prologue. Um, but I think, like, if, if where this book is going, if where I think this book is going is correct, I think we are going to get a bit of resolution here. Um, On what, though? Well, in terms of uh, Masima and Perrin. We seem to be spending a lot of time with them. I think that, I, I hey, I think we're going to get something. You are optimistic. Yes, I am. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate you noticing that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know, Ketswain... Definitely, definitely a little sus. I think that that's fair. Monkey says, because she can, if you could walk in the enemy's camp and they wouldn't do anything, wouldn't you? But they're not her enemies. Well, they Monkey. are now. Yeah, she's... No, they're not. Yeah, she she is on Rand's side. She is says team who? against Dark One. But that does not mean that she's on Rand's side. Well, I mean, she's like... Otherwise, she wouldn't be with Rand. Like, why? But she isn't with Rand because he will not let he her... he keeps leaving. No, that's because she keeps behaving the way that she does. Look, she I has her chance she... to agree to be a part of it, and he, she behaves the way she does, and I he agree. leaves. And now she doesn't know where the fuck he is because mm-hmm. he doesn't trust her. Yep. And that's her fault because well, he, I still he tried. Stand, I still stand to what I said before. Cad Swain is going to be one, the one who helps cure the taint. So I think Rand's going to run around, and then it's going to be like, shit, okay, we need Cad Swain for this. But then what? how, how much time is he going to spend running around and then just go back to where he started and do it from... Like We don't know yet. We'll I'm find just, out. Mm. <laughs> Well, we'll find out, I am sure. So you, okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so then he gives Dobrain a document um, and names him the steward in Kyrian. How yeah. many people have had to run Kyrian for Rand at this point? What do you mean? Rand has passed around who is running Kyrian like every half book at this point. Because Berlain was running Kyrian, Ruark was running Kyrian, Debrain is now running Kyrian. I mean, yeah, I get. I Rand guess took so, over yeah. Kyrian and is like, "You, you, it's me, it's you, it's you." So, and I, if I was in Kyrian, if I was Kyrian, and I'd be like, "Who is it this week?" All right, who do I report the, to? Yeah, who the fuck is running Kyrian? Yeah, who do you think the other packet is for? Um, I think it's um, it, it's uh, oh, I was saying it's Kalendor, but why would he hand Kalendor off? Packet? No, no. Who is it for? He I said thought, to give this to somebody. I don't know. I, I don't know. You get a guy. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know who it's for. Either. Um, because who would Dobrain be the most likely person to run into before Rand? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I genuinely am not sure. I do like that they're looking out the window and there's a guy inventing the train. I know the steam engine. <laughs> He's like, it's a steam car. Oh, the guy! There's literally a guy in the parking lot making trains. I know. Honestly, I loved that. It was it was great. Do you think that there is like a mm. railroad in Randland by the time these books wrap up? A rail? Maybe. That's how they get like. Um, That's how they fight Tarman Gaiden with a with a train. <clears throat> and then we get a train heist. Does this does this series become like Wild Wild West? Oh my god! I hope. And then I the hope. Dark One shows up in a spider mech. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, I don't know who that packet is for, to be honest. I've tried to come up with no a guess, idea. and I, I have literally no idea. Do you know what order Dobrain got about the Academy? Because I am. Keep funding it? I don't know. This was a lot of, like, stuff that we'll tell you in three books. It's 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 one of those things where I think maybe because Herod Fell was killed, that mm-hmm. maybe, it's a, maybe it's an order about if someone is researching... The prophecies of the dragon, or maybe like the male half of the source that maybe 
to like inform Rand and like let him know. But that was the only guess I had about what the order was. Um, I I do appreciate that Min is like, oh, so so they travel away. Uh, and Min is like, oh, we're just doing random shit to lead false trails. And Rand's like, you got it. <laughs> you got it, you eyes of an eagle. Uh, and um, she's like, what are we doing? And Rand is like, same thing we do every night, Pinky. Try to take over the world. We cleanse the taint. We're going to cleanse the male half of the taint. And Min's like, sure, whatever. As long as you keep giving me that good, good bone bone, <laughs> I'm down. Guys, we called this, like, book two. We're like, well, they're going to have to cure that taint thingy. Oh, my God. Um... How I guys, an not, hour and twenty two minutes to get through the prologue. What if? Okay, hear me out. What if they go back to the Sorry, eye take of the that world? Back. We're not through the prologue yet. We're not through the prologue. Um, <laughs> what if they go back to the eye of the world because there is a clean pool of untainted? No, there isn't. There's nothing there. It's what just empty. What do you mean? Rand used it all. Did he use it all? Yeah, it's just an empty pool. Oh, never mind. Yeah, all of the all of the power that was there, he used up, and it's just empty. Fuck, or maybe I that's that was only a in the show. Cool idea. Actually, yeah, I don't remember if it was emptied in the books. No, wait, there is no pool in the show. So it must, yeah, it must, no, it was emptied because then they go down and that's where they find the seal and the Horn of Valir. Because wasn't that like Underneath. hidden under the pool of the source? No, okay, fuck. I was like, but that's how they're going to cure the taint. Never mind. All right, and that's everything interesting this week. So um, we'll see you guys next week. Uh... <laughs> Took the eye of the world to go. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. Chapter one, leaving the prophet. That's all that happens in this chapter. Yes, Perrin the, the, and his... The, the title is literally... They go back to the camp. This was the most... The, like, if there wasn't a prologue on the book, mm -hmm. this would have been a terrible way to start the book. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this is a... This is a... This is a nothing burger of a chapter. Yeah, yeah. Other than... Okay, I, I take that back. The first page of this chapter is incredible. Mm -hmm. This like sweeping kind of narrative. It was like having a camera sweep across from the ocean into the country they're talking about mm -hmm. through and like showing everything, but narratively. Mm -hmm. And it's really well written. The first like page is so cool. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, and the, and I Perrin is now going to describe the manner in which he runs into people as he leaves town. Yeah. And I was like. Pretty much. Yeah. Cool. Um, so then we get chapter two. Um, <laughs> well, no, we should we should note um, Balwer. Balwer does ha have some information. That is fair. That yeah. is fair. Balwer, guys, Balwer coming in clutch. He hates Valda, and you love yeah, to see it. Yeah, he does. He's like, I have news. One is maybe important, and one is maybe urgent. Mm -hmm. All right, I like how you categorize. Makes and sense. so interestingly, the White Cloaks and the Sanchin fought. Mm -hmm. The king is dead or captive, mm -hmm. one of the two, mm -hmm. and the white cloaks have been pushed towards them, mm -hmm. which is danger. Um, danger. And what was the other bit of news? Um, well, the the urgent one was that no, no. Oh, the Sanchin, yeah, the, the Sanchin fought in Altara and lost. Yes. And Perrin doesn't know that that's against Rand. But Perrin is like, Rand knows about the Sanchin? So maybe Perrin thinks that that's Rand? Yes. But then, so sorry, the other piece of news, did he say that the Sanchin lost and was That's what I just said. To Ebudar? Sorry, I thought you said that they... That's, yeah, that is, that is the thing I, yep. Okay, sorry. You, the funny thing is you agreed with me as I was saying it. I thought you said that they were, they won, that they killed the king. Okay. Okay. Um, you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Okay. Keep going. Yeah, so, they, yeah, he finds out about Altara, and mm. they got pushed back to Bidar. Um, and Perrin uh, 
has flashbacks to Dumai's Wells and doesn't want to repeat Dumai's Wells. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Uh, chapter two, taken. Guys, why did no one tell me that Liam Neeson shows up in <laughs> Winter's Heart? He's got a particular set of skills. It makes sense. He's going to get a uh, file back. What if they get Liam Neeson to play Elias? Can you imagine how cool that would be? I mean, yeah. I don't think Elias He's is got a particular be. set of skills. <laughs> James, James thank you for that super chat. Thank um, you for that super have chat. Have an amazing stream, guys. As always, you guys rock. I'll thank watch you. after work. Have you seen the old cover art for this book, Thoughts? Um, yeah, it's in our thumbnail. Uh, and it I, looks like Pip from the end of Eternals, the 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 character that um, it, it, if you look at the if you go to the post credit scene for Eternals uh -huh. and you go to the um, cover art for the original cover of this book, uh -huh. it looks like Marvel stole the design from this book for the character that Patton Oswalt voiced in that post credit scene. Incredible! All right. Uh, James, uh, thank you for that super chat. We appreciate you. <laughs> oh, Elias has already been cast. Yeah, I... I Is I, Cassian's I, dad? But don't don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Cassian's dad. Oh, from Andor? He's, he's, um... Clem? Clem? Wait, Clem is Elias? Good for Clem. Yeah. Let's go. Let's get it. He was great. He was actually, like, really good in... The three uh, in, scenes. In, yeah, he has, like, three got. scenes in the whole season, and he's good in all of them. Like, oh, yeah, he's That's fantastic. exciting. I did yeah. not realize that that was the same person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Liam Neeson as Hopper. Oh my god. Um, yeah, because so, he plays Aslan and Hopper is Wolf Jesus. That wait, is Liam so Neeson funny. Liam Neeson was Aslan? Yeah, wasn't he in the in the in the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe? Wasn't that Liam Neeson's voice? Are you okay? Is it? I did not know that. Gary Beadle. Dope. That's cool. Now I need to know. I'm just waiting for chat. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure. That's so funny. What? I did not know that. Okay, anyways. That anyway. doesn't matter. Um, um, uh, Robert Power says, it's unclear if Fael will even be in the show yet. I don't think that that's unclear. There, there's no way they cut Fael. Although they haven't how. cast her in season two. Yeah, I don't know how. Although, wait, no, Fael didn't... When did Fael... What book was Fael introduced in? Oh my god, it was. I can't. She was introduced in book three, right? Was she? I think it was When did three. they find Fael? Oh my god. There's so much. I'm like trying to remember the order they of the plot of these Fael books. They find Fael with Moraine. When Perrin is with Moraine. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, when they go to, um, when they, she goes to tear with them. Yeah, 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 I remember now. Because okay. she rides, yeah, yeah, she rides into tear okay, with them. Okay, gotcha. So yeah, so Perrin shows up and everybody's like almost Wait, but they the haven't cast Fael for season two yet. Yeah, so she might just not be there till season three. Like, it might just Fael just like might that. show up some other way, right? If they're do if they end season two in tier, I feel like maybe she's season or episode one of season three. Oh, Rafe said she would likely be in season three. Okay. Yeah, I feel like that would. Makes, like you could you could justify that. I'm guys. I'm at the point now where I'm like, there's a lot of these middle books that the show can cut, and I will be okay with it. Well, yeah, I remember when we were talking about the show, and we were like, how are they going to condense these things into this many seasons? And now I'm like, yeah, I condense. get it. Condense I get away. It. I get it. Cut as much as you want. Mm -hmm. Well, no. <laughs> no. Of the side plots, 
There, there's so I'm not going. There are so many characters that you can merge. It would be for for those of you who are uh, upset with rape changing things. Some things I, I get, but like it is impossible to keep everything that is in these. Like well, there's I just no way. I wouldn't like. Yeah. There, we're at a point now where like there's a lot that I would cut. Yeah, but even if you because it's not very interesting. Even if you were going after a like accurate representation, yeah, there's yeah. you still can't. Like you 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 literally cannot. So it would be the most expensive thing ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it would be more expensive than Rings of Power. <laughs> I think Bane, Chad, and Gaul are cut. I don't think they make the show. Yeah, I feel like I just don't. Right. I don't really see a point to them right now. Yeah, they're just kind of with Perrin and Fayol. Like yeah. I, I just think that they're pretty easy to get rid of. I'm with Yasmin. Cut as much as you want and give us the Lanive wedding. Yeah, like you can't yeah. cut that for the show, right? Like, and like that's what's so weird about the books is that we'll spend like this whole chapter with like Perrin walking out of town, mm-hmm. doing nothing, like just literally leaving a city. Yeah, and. But we, we cut Lan and Nynaeve's wedding. Like, it's just... Robert Jordan made weird choices know, like you, on what you, to look you at. You took that away from us. I know. Uh, um, so, Perrin shows up, and everybody's almost in blows. And he's like, the fuck is going on here? Mm-hmm. And uh, Berylene's like, your wife's been kidnapped. And um, Aleander's people are like, it was Aiel that did it, so it must be the Aiel that you have as well. We should torture them for answers. And I'm like, buddy, I... Oh, how? Mm-hmm. Okay. Calm the fuck down, and Perrin is like, "No, go sleep it off. Yeah. You're being stupid." Like I was like, "Why? Why would you?" Anyways, um, so yeah, so there's there's a couple people that uh, head off to go look. Wl, thank you for buying a Narg smart shirt. You're you're a smart Narg. Um, Elias goes yeah. off to look for Fail. What? I know, I know, right? And then... Um, so do the warders, so do the, the Aiel. The warders go with, yes. Yeah, yeah. And then Perrin goes to, to the Aiel and and Gaul leads the maidens. Like, yeah. they're, like, letting him lead and he's like, we're, we're leaving right now, we're gonna go find them. Um, and Perrin is like, oh, right, it makes sense that Bane and Chiad were there and I know he doesn't give a fuck about Bane, but Chiad, you know, he's gonna go find. <laughs> and I love that the maidens would never, like, let him lead in any other circumstance, but now they're like, yeah, let's fucking go. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like they would let him lead in other circumstances. There, I think that I think that this is a moment where Perrin doesn't understand how the IEL will work. I think that Perrin thinks that there Maybe. is more contention among the Perrin seems to think that like the IEL hate Gowl, and they don't. No, no, it's like a yeah rivalry, like a more like a friendly rivalry. It is, I think. It is kinder than Perrin understands it to be. Perrin thinks they're, like, about to come to blows, Mm -hmm. and they don't understand that they're, like, ribbing each other like siblings. Yeah. I would be sad if Gaul gets cut, though. Like, that will will be... That will be a little disappointing. I just think that you replace Gaul with, like, a Shinaran that we've already met. Because you you just don't need any of the... Because, like, you don't need to tell the Aiel storyline across three storylines, and so you keep all of the Aiel to one storyline, and you... Mm, I doubt they'll do that. ...have Perrin or Aram. Aram, you get Aram in... Heron traveling around, but you just cut the extra person. Because Aram, you can you can put all of Gaul's like story except for the Aiel stuff mm-hmm. into Aram and just like condense it down to that character who you've already cast, who's a great actor, maybe, and like has to be there anyway for like the whole tinker with the sword thing, which I think does have to be. That's gonna be important. And I think that because percent. they've shown it already, that you just do that, right? But yeah, yeah, he's already there. I yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. Um, so... Uh, where were we? 
the uh, the the Aiel head off to go find Fael. Um, yeah. Oh, Grady and Neil, they're like, hey, we can help go look for Fael, and he tells them no. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting, right? He's like, yeah, they're you guys can trackers. travel, but you guys don't. Yeah. It's not to pop in and out of places isn't helpful. Yeah. Especially because in them doing that, they will leave traces that could throw off the actual trackers. That's true. You know what I mean? If he got like ahead of the IEL and yeah. he was like, there's footprints here. This makes no sense. They come out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah that yeah, would yeah. be weird. And so it, the, their their version of helping doesn't actually help in this instance. Yeah. Um. So, I no, I actually, I actually agreed a lot with Perrin there. Yeah, no, I think it was the right choice. And hey, they might need, they might need the one power. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think the like fingers on the veil and then touching Perrin's shoulder means? Is it just sympathy or is it like a promise? I don't know if it's a promise, but. It was just, it, it, the, the Aiel don't have a lot of customs where they touch one another. And so the fact that they like did like the like, because I think they say it's three fingers, right? Yeah. Because they do the Hunger Games. Yeah. And they touch him. Yeah. And, like, the, the fact that they, like, placed that on him felt like it had a deeper meaning to it. Yeah. And all of the maidens do it on their way out. Like, it just it felt like it meant more than just a, like, sympathetic gesture. That's fair. Honestly, I didn't, like, read too much into it. But you say that, and I'm like, oh, yeah, everything that Dayil do is fairly purposeful, so... Uh, Nicholas. Nicholas Cardillo, thank you for that thank super you. chat. Uh, Welsh actor Julian Lewis Jones was cast as Bill Doman. Yes, he was. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. That's and he is attractive. Be... That was a while ago, though. That was like two months now, right? Yeah, yeah. That's going to be great. You I'm know excited. what? He was cast um, around the last time we saw Ship Captain in one of the books. So thanks for that, Robert Jordan. <laughs> Maybe I would be less salty if my favorite character actually showed up. If Ship Captain was back, I agree. We haven't seen him since Fires of Heaven. I know. It's sad. Yeah. He's still experiencing his own Fires of Heaven. Him and Aguinan have been boning this whole time. It's like a really long honeymoon, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, remember, okay, we have to remember that he had the collar for Rand because it was so, oh, it's not a collar for Rand anymore, though. The last time we saw that black collar for male channelers. They threw it in the ocean, yeah. Well, we don't know what happened to it, but they were leaving to go throw it in the ocean. Oh, I We never actually they... saw them do it. Oh. Um, the, but when the last time we saw that, there were no other chan male channelers. Now, there's so many. Holy shit. The, the last time we saw Ship Captain was before Mazram Tame came to Andor. Yeah. That is so fucking long. This series is nonsense. How how have we not resolved anything? Yeah. Uh. Do you think that Samael found that collar? I don't know. Because he told Savannah that he has a way to like control Rand. Yeah, but that could be like. I am it, totally, but uh, maybe it, I don't know. I yeah. don't know. Maybe Aguinan is a dark friend. Oh my god, I can't believe that was five, four books ago. <laughs> was that? It was like four or five books ago we saw Ship Captain. So we get to chapter three. Or is that everything that happens in chapter two? No, he but rides up onto the ridge. No, no, yeah. this is important. He rides up onto the ridge with Talonvor, mm -hmm. and they both stand there in the snow looking out. For hours, yeah. <laughs> for the rest of the night. Yeah. Um, and then we'll get into why that ends up being a fucking nightmare. But uh, first, we have to go to chapter three, customs. <clears throat> so remember when I said we weren't going to talk uh, at length about how women are treated in this series? Yeah, nothing happens We're in gonna this We're going to skip over it. Chapter. We're just going to mention it. Um, I did not. I didn't need the extended um, nude spanking scene. 
Yeah, we didn't need it, uh, and that's all we're going to say on it. No, that's uh, not all we're going to say on it, because oh, Robert right. Jordan doesn't understand cold. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is fucking they preposterous. Dead. They would be dead. They'd be so dead. This is fucking well, preposterous. Okay. Their limbs would fall off and shatter at this point. I'm like, okay, maybe it's only like minus two degrees, but even still, if you're outside without any clothes on, No, I the snow like- is knee deep. Well, that's what I mean. It is not minus two degrees. I was trying to justify it by saying maybe the temperature is bad, but there's a lot of snow. But yeah, it's... The, uh, the it's... snow is two feet deep. These women are dead. There is simply no way that you can survive walking from morning to afternoon outside in the snow, fully nude, and yeah. repeatedly falling into the snow, getting it on your whole body. I honestly thought that this is where Robert Jordan was going to kill a character. Like, I genuinely was reading this, and I was like, shit, someone's not going to make it. But then they all do, so it doesn't... Oh, and they're all fine. Yeah. But, like, their toes are gone. Mm -hmm. Like, you can maybe, you can maybe, maybe go two hours. Maybe. Yeah. If it's warm, but there's snow on the ground. Uh Uh-huh. But if it's cold... If it's a Canadian winter, like... But, no, not even a Canadian winter. If it's cold, if there's snow, and you're walking through snow, (laughs) and the wind (laughs) makes it colder, then... They're fucked. Like their fingers, they're they're all losing at least a finger. You know what I mean? Like there's just there's yeah. there's simply oh, no way. I agree with you. Uh, Dakuna said Vietnam didn't have snow. You can tell. <laughs> Sorry, that that was very good. Well done. Very funny. Um. Yes. So, I agree. Let's just move on to chapter four. I there there's not there's not much there. Well, and then they get to, well. Okay. Or, or no, keep going. N- I am. I'm moving on. They oh. get to the bonfire, <laughs> and the guy Shan dude is like, "Oh, they dishonored you by covering you up." And I'm like, "That's not how fucking cold. You can't just kill guy Shan. That is like very much a no no." Yeah, yeah. I feel like it would have been worse if they let the guy Shan die while in their care, murdering them, them by, by forcing them on. to freeze to death. Like, can you imagine? Yeah, yeah. Th- I, am I wrong? Aren't no, you supposed no. to take care of your guy Shan like pets? I and they do, they so. carry them. They ultimately carry them because they cut their feet or whatever. But like... Yeah. And they, they heal them, right? So nobody loses any toes. But yeah, it was one of those things where I was like, I don't... I think someone's about to die. And then they didn't. So... Um, Kieran says, I, yeah, I, you'll may survive a few days. Wetlanders are dropping like flies for sure. Okay, no. And this is a point of contention I have with this section of the book as a whole. Mm-hmm. How are the Aiel at all capable of surviving this do you know how hard it is to survive in the snow in a forest here's the thing i it's not the cold that seems weird to me obviously it gets cold in the waste at night like they they know how to deal with extreme temperature changes but yeah the snow aspect of it i feel like it should be more of a hindrance on the ideal who've like never experienced it before they should be dying but left the, the ideal know, should yeah. be like i had to go to special camps as a Boy Scout, to learn how to camp it in winter. In Canada, Because it's yeah, yeah. really fucking hard. Yeah, yeah. Camping in the snow is really hard. Yeah. And surviving. Like, the Aiel should have no idea how to find food. Mm-hmm. They should have literally no idea how to keep their feet dry. Mm-hmm. The most important thing in the winter is not keeping yourself warm. It's keeping your feet dry. Dry, Because yeah, if yeah. your feet get wet, if you're dead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the, <laughs> the Shido... Like, these so. people have never seen snow before. And... Yeah. They have knee-deep snows. Like, if you've never been in knee-deep snow, I don't think, like, you can understand how difficult that is to live in. Yeah, I don't think Robert Jordan was concerned about the snow aspect of it. He's like, it's winter. And And it's just... Distant, you know. 100%, yeah. yeah. Snowing got shit on plot armor. Yeah, that's that's kind of 
they, 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 I, and I'm not saying that they're weak. I'm just saying that like, it is a, it is an entirely different way of having to look at how to survive. Mm -hmm. And all of their clothing would be built around keeping you cool. To, yeah, to be honest, I thought that the Shido would get wiped out by the winter, um, mm -hmm. by the snow. Like I thought that that would been. be a plot point yeah. where they do not understand how it works and they do not care to adopt any kind of wetlander uh, attire or ways of being or whatever. And so that the I, I thought that the winter would just wipe them out. And maybe um, it will, but... Berserker says, nerdy, you're a soft wetlander. I yell are beyond such mundane concerns. Yeah, that's kind of how it feels like. <laughs> I promise you that if you gave me a real IU, like you planted one from the desert of uh -huh. the waste into Canada, and you asked me and that person to go into the waste in Canada in the middle of February, I will be fine because I grew up here and I, I've camped... <laughs> In when I, my senior yeah. year of high school, I drove to Alaska and spent a weekend by myself in the woods before I graduated. It was mm. like a thing that I wanted to do. It was very weird. Yeah. I know how to survive here because I, I've done it. And that's yeah. why I know these Aiel are so screwed. Yeah, it's it is one of those like oversights where Robert Jordan's like, you know what, we're not gonna we're not gonna bother with it. And yeah. I was like, okay. All these right. women are just naked outside in the snow for hours. They're sure. fine. Yeah, whatever. You, that lake was totally frozen. Well, and, but 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 then what's funny is he clearly like did enough research to because um uh what's her face um Fayil has a line where she's like, it's when the toes go black that you know that there's a problem. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, your toes would have gone black when they go four numb. fucking hours ago. Yeah, when you lose feeling. <laughs> Well, that's the thing is like, if it, if it was me, give me 30 minutes and I'd be dead, right? Like my circulation yeah, no, 100%. is yeah, yeah. terrible. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, chapter four is called Offers. And I um, uh, no, there's a couple more things chapter three we have to talk about. Oh, well, because they, they do get the tea and... They get the tea and they, they meet Galena. The, yeah, they do meet Galena. Uh, Galena is, because um, uh, Aleandra's an idiot. And she's like, I'm queen <laughs> Aleandra. And they're like... Is this person actually queen? And Galena's like, well, I met her once, which goes back to why I think that someone should have fucking recognized Megden in uh, um, uh, parents' camp. But um, because oh. Gal if Galena? Galena recognizes Aleander, then one of the Aes Sedai with Perrin should have recognized Here's the, thing. the she, queen of fucking Andor. Here's the thing. She doesn't recognize her. She says, I saw her when she was very young. She could have grown up into this woman. That is possible. But this is my point, though, mm -hmm. is that like if the Aes Sedai are like meeting queens and shit. Uh -huh. Although actually, no, because Galena doesn't recognize Megden, no. which is super weird. I don't know. There's that too many Aes Sedai. Any, no, but Galene, uh, of everyone who would know, of everyone who would know a lay, no, more gays. More gays, yeah. Galena should be number one. There's Why? no way that Galena didn't visit Aleda in all the years that she was in Andor. Why? Because she runs the Red Aja. Yeah, but maybe they don't like one another. I, I don't know. The, I, I don't buy it. Like, maybe okay, Galena maybe should know does, who the Queen of Andor is. Maybe she does recognize her and we don't know it yet. Morghese is Clark Kenting. Yeah, yeah, She puts on the, the glasses and she's MD good. Neil 79 thank you for that super chat. Thank you so much for that super it's chat. It's magic snow from Glinda the Good Witch. Perfect. That's... The, good yes. news! Good news! <laughs> yeah, I... I just, yeah, Galena, Galena would have met Morghese. I mean, Galena obviously no knows Leda, but... Hmm. Aleda's been there for like 16 years. Like, Galena would know who Morghese has, who is. Mm -hmm. It is very strange to me that nobody recognizes this woman. And she keeps meeting people who I'm like, it's reasonable that they've met. Galena is the most reasonable for her to have met. Unless Galena never 
goes anywhere, right? If she is like the head of the Red Aja, she might never leave the tower and just but let she her met spies do everything. Oleander from Gildan? She said she saw her one you time cannot, when she was a baby. You cannot get well, from Tarvalon to Gildan without going through Camelon. I'm just saying we don't know whether or not she recognized her yet. Yeah, we don't. She does call her Wilder. Like, she does yell at her and be like, shut up, Wilder. But that that's about it. I don't know. I Honestly, I feel like it just goes to show, like, the cockiness of the Aes Sedai. I know. It's just so strange to me that everyone keeps meeting more gays. And everyone <laughs> is like, nah, don't know her. Yeah. She was only the queen of Andor. Whatever. Not a big deal. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Um. Oh, they, as Fayil does mention that the Shido have already broken so many customs that, like, yeah. You might not get to leave after your day, your year in a day. Yeah. Which is concerning because I feel like that's pretty accurate. And you're that one, wearing, like, and the jewelry. one guy, Shan, is like, no, 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 I only have a half a year left. I know what's going to happen. And you're like, ah. Well, no, the jewelry is only on um, Savannah's guy, Shan. Yeah. yeah. I was yeah. like, you fucking fuck. Like, they have collars. It's so weird. I know. Savannah is the worst. This um, whole chapter is just weird kink shit from Robert Jordan. It doesn't really move the plot forward. Like, the next chapter does. We finally actually, in chapter uh, four of this book, we actually, I guess chapter two, we kind of get, like, Perrin setting everybody to go look for them. Yeah, yeah. But chapter four actually has, like, plot, which is nice. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, setting up, like, why this is happening and, like, getting into something that I care about, which is what, what people want. Like, the first three chapters of this book are a little bit functional, Yes, yes. Yeah. They serve a purpose, but they're not particularly riveting to read. I, I think yeah. that that's fair to say. Um, but uh, then we get to chapter four, offers. Yeah. This shit gets crazy. Yeah. I like this chapter a lot. I love that Savannah has giant boobs and all the people around her have giant boobs as well. Like, it's very much emphasized that, like, holy shit, the bosom that is falling out of that blouse is, like, ungodly. I'm like, all right, boobies. Does Robert Jordan's wife have massive tits? Maybe. I don't know. I've never seen... I don't want to, like, Google it because I feel like that's creepy, but I just feel like she must, right? Or or maybe it's the opposite. And he's like... Can you imagine being, her, being his no. wife and reading and his reading books and being like... all the titties? Just, like, your own insecurities written across 14 books no. by your husband. Okay. No, that would be so sad. I, I hope that that's not the case. I um, hope so, too. That's such a sad version yeah, of Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. No, let's let's not. Um, Just, like, going to bed at night being like, I know he wants me to have bigger tits. No, stop that. They were bestsellers. If she wanted bigger tits, she could have afforded them. Mm, yeah, but then... then mm, Although, actually, I don't know how thing. good um, implants were in the 90s. So Probably maybe not. not great. Actually, I think that this is the first book that was written in the 2000s. This so one? I think that we have finally crossed into the year 2000. I've been to the year 3000. Somerin um, is number two in boobage, I believe. Summer is number two in boobage. Yeah. Okay. I love that we have a boobage like ranking. Somebody oh, no, has I know, made that ranks video. I know that she edited them. I just don't know if she like was big into acknowledging her husband's um yeah, yeah, yeah. big titty kink. Yeah. Maybe they both like big titties and they both just like commiserated over it. I mean maybe, yeah, books. yeah. Oh what That's if he fair. what if she added all the boob stuff in? What if she was like She's like, okay, but like these person's boobies though. I would actually, I would love that. That would. <laughs> I mean, I would love if uh, Robert Jordan, uh, there was like a letter that he wrote that came out posthumously that was like, I, I didn't want so much kink content in the Wheel of Time, but my wife insisted that it would help the book sell well. Uh, my wife was like, okay, but what if, hear me out, you add this. Here's the thing. If I wrote a book, I would add a bunch of like big titty stuff into it too, but I'm a documented pervert. <laughs> like no one everyone would be like oh yeah nerdy's kind of a yeah 
that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so. Oh I, yeah, nerdy road sex stuff. That makes sense. I want someone to like literally do like a ranking video of like boobies in the Wheel of Time, from largest to like almost as. Large. Savannah has to be number one, right? Um. Thailand, Thailand, and Savannah. Definitely like up there, but remember, Thailand had that maid who had like honkers that like Matt was like. Wowie, you know, like honkers. I don't fucking know. There's only so many times you can say boobies. Halima, Halima also have met, but those are fake. Well, yes, they are. It is a fake body, so hmm. hmm. She's hashtag fake body on TikTok. <laughs> Do Ogier have boobs? That's a good question. Oh, those would be honkers. If we're going in like comparison, like like in regards to like the shape of the body, mm -hmm. maybe they wouldn't be like larger, like proportionally, proportionally. But like, who knows? Mm -hmm. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Laris, Laris also has. I has feel like Berlin doesn't have massive titties. She's got. She's in my like. Good, like large for her frame, mm, but they're yeah. all you can always see her nipples poking through her clothes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's there's, got distracting titties, but I don't think they're massive. There's always at least some like semblance of cleavage. Halima right? is a real doll. <laughs> so uh, a company offered to send Clarus one of those to to um, advertise for it on her YouTube channel. Yeah. We didn't take them up on it yet. But maybe we will. Maybe we will. Wait, can you imagine if we had like a real doll in between us in the podcast and we turned to them for their opinion on the Wheel of Time? It's our third. <laughs> oh my God. Apparently they're just like really heavy and it's like, what do we do with it after I like review it? We have it on the set. We, we, we dress it up in cosplays and it's on the set. Great. Um, anyways. Um... Eric Wood says Halima isn't fake. Didn't Morden say those bodies were the best that they could find in the Borderlands? Wait, is Halima in a real person's... That's awful. I, I thought they created a body it, Yeah, for it was like a creation because we know that... Uh, uh, bell, bell, egg, uh, whatever. Arzoza says Eva Green for Berlain, and yes. <laughs> Eva Green can do literally anything she wants to uh -huh, me. Uh-huh, uh-huh. The scene, the, the fight sex scene from the 300 prequel is one of the most uh, mm -hmm. sexual things I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. That changed me as a man. Uh, Sasarmi, I, I, if you never noticed it and you glazed over it, that's fine. But I just want to read, um, open enough to show an incredible amount of bosom thrusting half out of her pale blouse. How did she avoid freezing, exposing so much skin in this weather? Like how if you if you glazed over that, that's totally fair. But it it is it's here. Yeah, I think that I think that here's the thing. I think that there's so much description in the Wheel of Time that if you kind of glaze over all of the booby talk, you might not notice it. Yeah, yeah. But like, but it's you can't prevalent. say it doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. It is definitely very prevalent. Like, and then that took me not even a moment to find. I just opened the page and it's at the very top. There's, there is, there is an ungodly talk about breasts. Not a yeah. lot of talk about butts. And here's the thing. If he's a boob Robert guy. Robert Jordan, not an ass man. I'm, I'm, I'm into boobs. Like, I don't mind it. Yeah. I just think it's funny. Um, Philip says, oh, nope. Stole the bodies of real people and put the souls of the Forsaken into them. Fuck. <laughs> that's, that's. That's some fucked up shit. So they found what the perfect female form. There was just one woman living in the Borderlands who was like the hottest, hottest. The hottest the with hottiest, the bodiest. The hottest with the bodiest. Huh. Um, it was glazed over, all right. Arzoza. <laughs> Naughty. 
Hey, whatever you do with your books Naughty. is all on you. <laughs> all right, uh, let's keep going here. Yeah. Um, so basically they start walking because mm -hmm. these boots are made for walking. Uh, and uh, they do give them some white Gaishan robes. Well, yes, which... and they are healed, which is very nice of them, so. Oh yeah, they force Galena to heal them, thankfully. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they also get knee-high boots, which I was like, good call. So yeah. That is smart for the in the snow. cold. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, they have two underlayers of robes. Mm -hmm. So like, I guess the Aiel are kind of learning how to like, you know, stay warm. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've picked up some tricks, which is good. Um, they are they're a walk-in, and Tharava uh, comes over and is like, "All right, kids, you're gonna work for Savannah, but secretly you're gonna spy for me. Otherwise." We don't let you go ever. Gaishan now means that you're Gaishan forever unless you are Aiel and then Gaishan still applies. I don't really understand the Shido way Look, of life. they are twisting it to whatever they want it to be. I know, but then why is anybody like staying with them? You know what I mean? Like, with, oh, the Shido, the Shido don't get, they're, they, they turned because they're the weak ones. They fucked off to do their own thing. And now they're like, well, we already committed this hard, this far, so if we leave, we're fucked. So I guess we stay and we just do bad shit. Like, I know, but they they have no sense of honor, so I no. don't really know, like, what... I don't know what binds them anymore. And, and I kind of wish that I did. But that's the thing. Rand breaks what binds them. Rand absolutely ruins them, and nothing binds them anymore. They they manipulate Giotto and their ways of life to manipulate whatever they want it to be in that moment, and that's why they're, like... They, that's why the Aiel look down on the Shido. No, but I'm saying like, uh, I'm saying among the Shido. Mm -hmm. Like if you're like one of the regular Aiel in the Shido and you're looking around at what's going on and you're getting your asses kicked and you're stuck in the snow mm -hmm. and like it doesn't really feel like anything is good. Look, I don't know how, I don't understand really how Savannah and the and Tharava and them have managed to keep this many Shido together at this point considering the many ways they failed. I think if someone was going to leave, they would have done it when with with the whole Kooladin thing, like they would have already left. At this point, they are like too far in. What the fuck are they supposed to do? They're Aiel. They they can be recognized by anybody. Yeah, but there's just no honor. Like uh, no, yeah, they're they're they. Suck. I think that there would have been a lot of people who followed Savannah out of an honorable like obligation to Kooladin. Mm -hmm. But when Savannah breaks her honor, I'm surprised. I, I guess I'm just surprised okay. Morshido didn't break off at the point where they started to, like, take people who weren't ideal okay, as Gaishan or... hear me out. Hear me out. Okay, mm -hmm. hear me out. Trump has done some fucked up shit, and every time he does another fucked up thing, I'm like, yeah, his followers, they're gonna see it and be like, oh, yeah, that's pretty fucked up. But they don't. They stick to their guns for some reason. No, 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 but the difference with that... Him. The difference with that is that a lot of... The, there, there was no red wave two weeks ago, right? Like, the, the Trump sure. base... The, but but, but we know that the Trump base did not show up for him mm -hmm. in the way that it was expected, right? Mm -hmm. Because he is lacking in honor. I'm yeah. saying that, like, there, I'm surprised there aren't... I'm surprised the Shido have managed to keep a... it together at this point mm -hmm. when they've they've gone full MAGA yeah. and you're not seeing the, like, undercurrent of... And, and partially, I think it's because we don't get any POVs inside of the Shido outside of those main people, people at the top. People might have left. And they might have been made an example of. Like, there the, we there might have been stuff going on there yeah. where people are like, oh, it's not worth it for me to try and desert. I'm just surprised. We just haven't seen it. I'm surprised, particularly among the Shai Do who are not Shai Do, uh -huh. the, the brotherless, that there, there's just so many people who seem to just be willing to follow Savannah no matter what. And I thought yeah. honor would matter more to them, and it doesn't, which makes them... They've been broken. Me. They've been broken by Rand. And I think that that's really what the prophecy was about. And so they're, they're willing to put up with anything? 
like, it happens to people. But, but Savannah, like, there's just no way that she's feeding them well. You know what I mean? Like, they're... The, we don't know that. You, how would she do it? There's no food, right? They're, they're covered in snow. There's no hunting. Yeah, but they go around and they just kill whoever they want to and take whatever they want to, so... I guess. I just... When, when they get to the main camp and it's thousands of people, I'm like, the ability to keep that together... Oh, it's going to be a lot, yeah. It's crazy to me. Yeah, yeah, it's got to yeah. be a lot, but... There's there, it's there's some shady shit going on in there, and that's that's, that's yeah that's that's all it is. I just I I find them to be so the the ideal that we know mm-hmm. are the honor is just so important to them mm-hmm. that I'm surprised that the shy the shido have just just don't have that mm-hmm. at all, mm-hmm. and like it just makes them kind of confusing to me because I don't know what they are. They don't seem to they're have not any... ideal anymore, right? They've they've sure, been broken yeah. past the point of like being ideal, and I think that's maybe what it is is that they don't have an identity anymore, and that's why they're clinging to the people around them because they have mm, nothing else. That's a good point. They just have nothing else to hold on to. That that you know. Yeah, I, no, I like that. I, I think that I, that maybe that is it. Maybe it's just that they've been broken to the point where like it just doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. just surviving at this point, which is sad, right? It's really sad to see, and as much as like. Hmm. Therava seems like an antagonist to Savannah. Maybe Therava will actually like serve for some good yeah. in the shadow. Like I don't think sh- so, no, because Therava was part of killing the the D girl. What was her name? Originally, yes, and she might be like, "All right, we've followed Savannah too far. She's fucked up. Like this is this is unacceptable." Mm-hmm. I'm just saying we don't know Therava's like complete motivations yet. I think she she might become like a key person for this section yeah. for the for this storyline anyway i kind of wish this wasn't here um which one this whole storyline i wish they were just going taking masima back to ranch yes How, however okay. Okay, however okay. okay hear me out though okay. however if this is also the storyline that deals with shido that is like a huge weight off of ranch shoulders that is a huge win for them or or maybe a loss but like um then if 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 this is them dealing with the Shido and then also Masima afterwards I won't mind it now if this side tangent doesn't deal with the Shido in any significant kind of way then I will feel like I've been strung along a little too hard because I was like oh the Shido are fucked nope they're back oh no they've been split off oh nope they're back well and that's the thing right like after Dumai's Wells I just felt like there shouldn't be this many Shido left yeah, and like yeah. I mean, there were like what a hundred thousand of them, so they're yeah, being and the Ashaman put them in a meat grinder, <laughs> and so they're being, you know, and so for them to have stuck together after that, I think my question is to you: When, mm-hmm. how long do you think that this tangent of Perrin having to go rescue Fael goes on for? I think okay, m- my hope is that it'll last till about like here, like uh, oh, you think it gets handled in this book? Yes, I do. I, do. I, I would I would love that. Mm-hmm. I don't think it does. Okay. I think that this is going to go on. I think they're going to chase the Shido and get caught between the White Cloaks and the Sanchin. And I think that this is just going to... I think that this is going bath. to... I think that this is going to get wrapped up in Robert Jordan's last book, in Eleven. Oh! I think that this is... I because Because of how many chapters I think can reasonably be given to the storyline in the rest of the book and still talk about everybody else... I, don't, I think that we're going to be chasing this Shido across the country for, like, the next two books. I I hope not. I hope not. Oh, no, no. Well, I hope not. We'll, we'll find but out. But I'm getting the vibe with Balwer showing up and being like, here are all of these different things that are going on. I'm like, oh, shit. Robert Jordan is setting up that this is going to go on forever. And they're going to have to go fight the White Cloaks. And they're going to have to fight the Sanchin. And then they're going to, like, be on this, like... 
Because I, I was on your boat too. I thought that this was going to get wrapped up, this book. Yeah. And then Balwer rides over and is like, look at all these other people in the area. And I was like, fuck. Yeah, okay. I understand. Do you know what I mean? I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. And so that's what makes me nervous is that like this storyline that is the most subplotty of storylines is going to just drag me. Here's the thing. Especially because it's the first six chapters of this book, mm -hmm. and nothing really happens in this entire six-chapter section. Totally. It's but a lot of, like, we're going to go after her. We're Gaishan. We're in camp. We're walking. But if the Shido... I'm walking you. If the Shido were taken off the table after this storyline in some regard, then I think it will be worth it. But, yeah, I, I hope it... just depends it on how long it takes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's... Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, because, um, I, yeah, I, I just, like, I want these characters to start coming together. Yeah. And in these six chapters, no, we hope, get to, we're on our way. I hope, yeah, I, I, I really hope it's not the next, like, four books. I, I do. I'm just, I know, I think it'll be two. I think it's going to be 9, 10, 11. And then I think that, like, in oh, this one, Robert Jordan's last book, it gets dealt with. I understand I what hope. you're saying. Okay, we shall yeah. see. Um, <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Um, so, is there anything else in this chapter... Oh, um, Aleander is, like, really pushing back against everything. Girl needs to learn. She, and oh, then yeah, Fael is like, I'm Fael Tabara, thinking that hiding her dad's name will help. But then, Gal but then Galena's like, oh, wait. no, okay. No, so Tarava says you're going to spy for me. Yes. They agree to it. Sorry, we, let's let's get through the... Is that in this chapter? Though? It's in chapter four, yeah, because it's the yeah, last chapter yeah, with the girls. Yeah. Um, so then she walks away thinking that she's won because she probably has. They, uh, The girls are like, we can hide what we're going to say to Tharava. And yeah. Fael's like, no, you fucking idiots. <laughs> no, I sometimes feel like that's how Fael would talk if she could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, you're a, you're a dumbass. She's going to have other spies. Exactly. If you don't say every word, then they're going to know that you're keeping stuff from her. And no, no, no. We're going to be good spies. Uh, and I, I really like this about Fael, that Fael's like, there's a good chance that Perrin is going to try and rescue us. But if you sit around and wait for rescue, you could be waiting forever. Yes. And I was like, Fael, like, this is why I like her. There's moments about this character I don't love. Yeah. But, like, that spirit of Fael, mm -hmm. fucking love it. Yeah. Her being like, no, no, no. Someone might come and rescue me, but I'm not going to wait. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hold my breath. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna solve this problem myself. And if Perrin solves it for me before I do, great. Right. Yeah. But I'm not gonna sit here like a damsel in distress. Yes. Love that. Yes. Love Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Uh, Bazimian, you know what? You're right. Smash that like button, y'all. If you're here, give the video a like. It helps boost the algorithm. And, Smash uh, it. It's. Uh, it means a lot to us that uh, you guys come back every Friday. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and so Gatharava walks away and, and then, then Galena, Galena walks up, up and is like, um, basically, like, I need my dildo. So if you get me my dildo, I'll get you out of here. Mm -hmm. that, that's it, right? Yeah, yeah. I need my dildo back really bad. And so uh, a pair, uh, a Fael says that she's Tabara and Galena's like, oh, and Fael is like, I fucked up. Yeah. Because Galena's like, oh, yeah, Savannah really wants Randall Thor uh, if she learns that your parents' wife, I won't tell her as long as you do what I say. And Fael is like, God damn it. She's caught in this trap between Savannah, Tharava, and Galena, um, which is a lot of Danger. names that end with uh. But <laughs> Savannah, Galena, Tharava. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I was like, are there any other Aiel that we've, that are in this, like. I don't think that are in this camp that we know of. That's but fair. But... There probably are. Um, Blue, thank you for gifting 10 memberships. Blue, thank you so much. Dakota says, you'll get the dildo, I'll get, if you get the dildo, I'll get you off. Oh my God. Blue, thank you so much for gifting memberships, you guys. I hope you enjoy the emotes. 
They're pretty freaking cute. If, if, if you've got emotes, um, throw your, your favorite one in the chat. I would I would love to see it. Yeah, enjoy that to all everyone who just got that. Thank you so much, Blue. Yeah. We appreciate you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So then, basically, they agree they're going to spy for whoever they can spy for. And they're going to play all fields until they can make a decision. Here's my question. Why does Galena want the Oath Rod? So that she can undo her oaths. But she can't. Why not? Because she can't channel without permission. But Morgase can. Oh. Like, she barely has enough of the power to do a goddamn thing. But I'm sure that that little trickle is enough. Because when they talk about the Oath Rods, that you don't put a lot of power into it. It's just that little teeny little bit. Right? I didn't think about Morgase. That's brilliant. Oh, shit. Right? Because she can channel. So Morgase is going <gasps> to... Wait, wait, guess. wait, wait. But then Galena won't have any oaths to the Dark One. Any oaths... To anybody, potentially? Do you think Galena goes back to being a dark friend? <laughs> when she's free for the first time in her life? You know, I'm not sure. That's the mess up thing about the dark friends, is that they make this oath, they, they like, get them as kids. Yeah. And, like, I would actually love to see someone be like, I, I swore an oath when I was, like, 17, not knowing what I was swearing, and then, like, they and get released. And years later, I've done the wrong thing. I've regretted it my whole life, and now I can be a good person, because I'm finally free of this oath. Oh. That's interesting, right? Well, and here's the thing. Galena is terrible because of what she did to Rand, right? Like, she's, like, a horrible oh, person. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, having that kind of development where she doesn't get redeemed necessarily... But she's like, I'm gonna, guys, I, I fucked up. I gotta go think about what I've done. And she does her own thing. Mm -hmm. Slick Jack says, nerdy, your wife is so much smarter than you. I know, guys. <laughs> guys, you don't, need, you don't need to. I know. <laughs> guys, that is not true. I cannot do basic math. Neither can I. I can't read. Last night I was like, oh my God, they've raised $10 million for charity. And then she was like, what? And I was like, oh, it's it's 10000 I can't. I can't read. <laughs> I just want to, before we move on, because we're moving on to chapter five. Yeah, yeah. I am very aware. My wife is more attractive, more intelligent, a better person. I know most of you are here for her and not for me. I like, oh I get it. Oh my God. We don't need to like keep bringing it up. I'm already aware. Um, Hilarious. And uh, yeah. You're also the comedian of the two of us, so. Uh... I mean, not today. What do you mean? I've had so many jokes this morning before we started streaming and you did not laugh at any of them. I was typing. You I'm were not paying distracted. attention. <laughs> I was distracted. It's fine. You know I love you. Chapter five. Flags. <laughs> they play capture the flag. End of chapter. Um, okay, hang on. This is. I'm kind of like a little bit a little bit upset, but also I have I have very conflicting feelings. The thing about the Wheel of Time that I find the most interesting is the Perrin Wolf Brother stuff. Mm -hmm. Always, always, and and I don't know it, like why that is. I just I I think it's so fucking cool, and we barely get any of it, but at least we got some of it here. And I was like, okay, we got Hopper back, Hopper's best boy. Mm -hmm. Um, that made me happy. But I wish that there was more of this, and I hope that the wolves play a part in defeating the Shido or like getting Fael back whenever that does happen. So, yeah, yeah. You're, you're already hot. You can't be the smart one as well. I'm only hot temperature-wise, <laughs> though, is the problem. Uh, Not so, true. yeah, I am a furnace. Mm -hmm. um, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you really done. Thank you, Nicholas. I appreciate that. I appreciate the honesty from someone in the chat. Wow, gotta keep them Nerdy humble, you. I guess. What? <laughs> I, let's 
be honest, I'm too loud for you to not know who I am. That's true. So um, Perrin is in the wolf dream trying to find Fayil and Hopper's there like, you're not going to find her here. You have to go back to real life. You've been here too long. You're going to die. Yes. And so He's like, Perrin, no, I am young bull. Perrin oh. tries to kill Hopper. I know. And Hopper flies. Yes. Hopper is. is Crypto the super dog. Aww. He's got a little red S and a cape. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Hopper's like, ba-doing. And Perrin's like, <laughs> I'm young bull. Ow. And then he's like, fine, I'll wake up. Fine. And then he's like, oh shit, I just tried to kill Hopper. Yeah. Also, where am I? Also, why am I naked? Also, why is Berlaine in the room? Also, what the fuck is happening right now? Okay, guys, Berlaine is the worst. I feel like we've said this multiple times. Fuck Berlaine. But she is... Like, legitimately... Horrible. Fuck Berlaine. Horrible. I yeah. hate this woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't you fuck suck. with a married... Like, she's like, two women are after your attentions. Aren't Karen is married to her... Yeah, this yeah. isn't like, oh, like you guys started dating, but like we also kind of like slept together. So like, like it's complicated. Perrin is fucking married. Yeah. I know. And has told you so many times to stop. Yeah. Yes. You are harassing. Like this is grounds for a um, restraining order. Oh, 100%. Like at this yeah, point, yeah. like Jesus Christ. We've crossed into like... The, like, the, this is turning into, like, one of those terrible, like, fatal attraction ripoffs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where you're like, uh -huh. oh, my God, the, it's it's all about the woman who's obsessed with the man that isn't into her. So she kidnaps him and keeps him in her basement. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's what Berlaine is doing. Berlaine is full on, like, miserine. I know. And she's like, okay, how about a truce? And uh, parents like, the fuck you talking about? And she's like, okay, fine then. Oh my god, just miserable. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, fucking Fayil has been kidnapped for a day. I know! And I'm like, and then Berlaine like, has the fucking out. audacity to be like... And doesn't tell him... We'll have a truce. Doesn't tell him the information until today about Masima meeting with the Sanchen. Keeps that from him until now. I was like, you... She didn't have a chance the first day. No, that's not true. They talk, She's the one who told Fayil about it. She could have been like, hey, I have some... told Fayil about it? Or told Perrin about Fayil. Ber Berlaine is the one who Yeah, but she doesn't want to... She doesn't want to mention Masima and the Sanchen in the middle of a crowd of all of the soldiers. Okay, but if she's like... She's never alone I with have... him the first day. Okay, but she could be. She has no, the power. No, he sends her away. He doesn't want to deal with her. I don't blame Berlaine for that. I think that Berlaine telling the entire army that Masima met with the Sanchen makes everything way more complicated for Perrin. I agree yeah. with her here. I don't agree right. with her on the way that she's treating Perrin. All right. But I do agree with her on not mentioning the Sanchen meeting in front of everyone because it makes it too complicated when Masima shows up. Right? Giving okay. Perrin that information when they're alone mm -hmm. makes is, is the right call. I think it's the right call to make it when they're alone. But I think that the timing of this is very intentional in an icky but way. But Perrin sent her away. He, she, oh, no, no. Everything about this is icky. And Berlaine is like... Berlaine could have come to yeah. him on that hill for the 10 hours that he was freezing. I'm just saying. I don't... Th no, he was unconscious. He was in the wolf dream. No, no, not all of it. He goes and stands with Talonvor for a while. I think he, like, slips into the wolf dream right away. The I don't think he's... Thing? I don't think he's there. Mm, okay. I think he's, like, unconscious. Yeah. Um. Anyways, she's the worst. Melinda Craft um, says, I cannot understand Berlaine's motive. Berlaine sucks. Yeah. She's... She's it's probably good horny. that you cannot relate to Berlaine, because I have never considered... Like, I just would not... Yeah, if you can relate to this woman, uh, I recommend therapy. Yeah. If you're like, no, this is how I would get a boyfriend too, I recommend therapy. There are better ways, and we we can help you with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> if you 
if you kidnap a man while he's unconscious and then put him in your bed naked. Yeah. And then to stage get it. Behind his wife's back. Yes. You need therapy. And then stage it so that people think that you guys fucked. Like he yeah. leaves the tent and people think that he is betrayed by you because Berlaine yeah, wants is it to pissed. be. Safe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like um, Berlaine is the inspiration for that Netflix show, You. You know? Isn't that, that's the one with, um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Oh my God, what's his name? I've met him so many times. Yeah. What's the guy from Gossip Girl? Dan? I don't know. I don't watch Gossip Girl. I feel bad because I've like had dinner with him. On set. It'll, like it'll, at it'll, work, we've like sat at the same table and eaten food. Yeah. And now I'm, I can't remember his name. It'll come um, back to you. Fuck, what is his name? Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, ick. Moving on. Chapter six. Uh, Tythonus says to you and myself, marriage is love. To her, it's just politics. But Perrin is already married. Yeah. <laughs> it's not politics at this point. Well, and, and because... He is married. Because Fayil is Saldayan and, like, what, third in line for the throne? Yes. Like, Berylaine is putting Maine at risk... Ken Badgley. Thank by you, yes. angering Fayil? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I don't understand how... Trying to steal him is a political move, to be honest. I feel like Saldea, I, I feel like Saldea would go to war and crush Mayin. Yeah, that's what I, I think. I, I would, look, I'm going to be honest. I'll take mm. Gavrim Bashir over Mayin every day of the week. Yes, absolutely. Um, every day. Yeah. I just think, yeah, it's very strange. It's very strange to me because I don't think that Berlaine. Unless there's a political strategy that I, I can't see here. Wins, I don't think Berlaine wins by getting parent to leave Fayil. Yeah. Yeah. I think she just loses. Yeah, I, yeah, it seems Also, we've never, weird. there's no divorce in the Wheel of Time, so I don't know what Berlaine's goal is. True. We've never seen anyone get divorced. The only person who's had a second partner that we know of in the entire series right now is Morgase was her husband's second wife because her, his first wife died. Yeah, and we know that, like, Morgase had, like, different lovers, but they weren't married, right? No, like, I, I don't know that... We've never we've never even heard the word divorce. <laughs> divorce by marriage knife. You know what? Yes, the Ebudari murdered their husbands. So that's there is that. Yeah, I don't think the uh, word divorce has been used at all. The word divorce, I don't. I don't. So. so like, I don't know what. Yeah, I just don't get what Berlin wants. I just don't understand her. She's kind of exhausting, and this was this was not fun to read. Yeah, yeah. And you feel bad for Perrin did nothing wrong again. I know. And poor like, Karen. It's the same with Matt. I'm like, what the fuck is like Robert Jordan is just like putting putting these situations out there that I have to be like, what the fuck is this? I know. Same with the, the stuff with in the in the prologue. And then and then people get upset with our book club for like, why aren't why do you guys talk about this stuff? And I'm like, because it's happen it's in the books. I'm yeah. not making it up. I'm not like adding consent problems to the books. They're there. Well, and I think that uh, I think that a part of that is by the time you reach the end of the series, the individual parts jump out at you less, right? So people who have already gotten to the end of it have a full picture and mm -hmm. those are so small in terms of the grand scale of things but we t we take it in chunks yeah. and we talk about that chunk without the w without the the cushion of the greater whole right we're yeah. we're dissecting the individual parts and and I think that that's honestly what makes our podcast unique in a way because we bring our views to a thing mm -hmm. that you know is a bit dated and and we can understand that this was written in a different time but we're not going to ignore that because because we're not going to give it a pass because of that we're going to talk about it right and i think that that's important yeah um yeah 
the I think the other problem, especially with chapters like this one, is that nothing's happening. Like the plot, there's no plot here, right? The plot of this chapter actually happens with the people who are tracking. And so what Robert Jordan decides to do a lot of the time with his writing is he he centers the point of view on a character who is waiting for someone to come deliver information. Mm. And so you're just reading descriptions of things that are around the character who is not actively pushing the plot forward. Yeah. Like Elias and the Aiel are actively doing something mm-hmm. and Parent isn't in this yeah. chapter. Yeah. And so the entire chapter is just reading a description of things that happened off screen yeah. and like characters remembering them or being told about them. Yeah. And so when the plot isn't happening on screen, the reader is forced to focus on other things and it's yeah. how people feel about what's being done to them, which I think reinforces in chapters where the plot moves forward more. I don't feel it as much, but in this, like we're like, this is our third chapter with Perrin. Yeah. And that's part of the- 150 pages. And I think that the first half of it was, like I said, the prologue was awesome, mm-hmm. but yeah, the second half of this section um, I think could have been definitely condensed. So, but yeah, so we get to chapter six. Yeah, yeah. We get to chapter six and um, uh, Perrin is like, oh, right. The Sanchen have met Masima. Great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love that for me. Um, and he's trying to find the direction of Masima's camp because Masima mm-hmm. has been amassing an army. Instead of the, like, 100 people that was said that could come along, yeah. instead thousands are showing up. And if that's not sus, then I don't know what is. Um, Lightline Fool, before we move on, uh, mm-hmm. Ryan Fool says, RJ loves making the reader feel what the characters feel. So if you're feeling frustrated that nothing seems to be moving toward resolution, then he did a good job. It depends on what you think a good job is. Yeah, if you if your, if your idea of a good story is grounded in... in realism in that sense then i guess that yeah the monotony of reading things not happening is like well that's real life but for me personally uh when someone is telling a story there's a reason that they're telling it Mm -hmm. and when that story is not being told when it feels like it has grinded to a halt Mm -hmm. that's not fun for me well and what's weird i want my content to be fun like i like reading things that are I don't need it forward. to be fun. I need it to have... Fun is maybe the wrong I need word. it to have a pace. Yeah. Like, and one of the things that I find really weird about The Wheel of Time is that I feel like they... He introduced traveling and that everyone can teleport. Mm-hmm. And then at the point where I felt like the plot should pick up because now they can get around faster. Yeah. It grinded to a halt there. Like, I feel like since traveling was introduced, Robert Jordan keeps writing reasons why people aren't using it to yeah. the point where... These well, things could that, get wrapped up and aren't. I think that the Sanchen finding out about traveling is like a big reason that the women don't travel. But, you know, he has two Ashiman, so they can travel to to speed up this whole time. But Perrin doesn't know that the Sanchen know about traveling. What? Perrin that doesn't is... know that the Sanchen know about traveling. Well, because they shouldn't know. They're, right, they're but, not but that's my point. Like, like at the point in the book where Robert Jordan introduced that tr- a lot of factions can travel now uh-huh. is the point where I feel like the plot c- has com- has kind of slowed down to a snail's pace. And I find that strange because I mm-hmm. thought that traveling being proliferated among the societies yeah. was going to speed up the motion of the plot. Yeah. And yeah, instead yeah. it feels like that was the point where very little has happened since then. Mm-hmm. Other than like the chapter where Rand went and killed Samael. Yeah, I, you know what I mean. Yeah. And so I just feel like we've 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 slowed down to the point where 
I understand people's perspective on like, well, uh, someone said, uh, Richard Lone says, uh, Robert Jordan was making a point that things are messed up in this world. I I understand that things are messed up, but like, none of these storylines are moving towards conclusions. They just get to almost conclusions. And then something happens that leads them in a different direction. Mm -hmm. Like Perrin getting to Masima and then being like, all right, we're taking you to Rand. Oh, no, we have to go do this thing first. And we just keep getting, oh, we have to go do this thing first. We keep, like, it keeps this thing first, this thing first, this thing first. That I'm trying to, like, stay engaged, but nothing is ending. Yeah, that's why I'm saying, like, you know, if this kind of bait and switch type storyline is, like, Perrin going to deal with one problem, which Mm -hmm. is Masima, and ends up dealing with the Shido in it. Maybe not instead, but in addition to. Like, I, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, th- yeah, this part of it and setting it up was was just a little bit draggy. Um, but even in setting up that they're headed towards the Shadow, then Balwer rides into the scene and says and that there's like, hey, two there's other, other subplots people. within the subplot that you're going to have to deal with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. It's, it's, it's this question of, I've lost the direction of individual books. Things mm. just sort of like like conclusions don't matter. Yeah, it is hard to differentiate mm-hmm. books when you're in this middle bit because they kind of all do, they do bleed into one another. The storylines all bleed through, and and I do think by the time we get to the end, we'll be like, okay, yeah, that happened in which book again? Um, I thought, but yeah, I, 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 I think that that you know we've made our point. I, I, I want to bring up, um, Brendan, Benjamin Fraser says, a Robert Jordan is really good on the logistics of armies and communications with medieval tech, so he kind of shot himself in the foot by introducing traveling. I really agree with that. I think that's totally fair. I think a lot of this stuff was more interesting when they were constrained by the technology of the time. Yeah. And by, like, waiting for ravens and things. But now that they can teleport, the fact that their information isn't that, that they're not teleporting information to each other uh-huh. becomes weird i think it you know would, what I, mean? I think it could have been a more interesting choice if traveling is something that only maybe like rand and nynaeve are powerful enough for yeah. mm-hmm. right like if it was a little more selective I think, with yeah. who can and who can't do it. Because, yeah, it, Robert Jordan has given himself a really hard thing to write around. I, the idea of traveling is cool, and yeah. I totally get it, and it makes sense. But, yeah, it is, it, in the constraints of his storytelling, I think that it's something that he's maybe struggling to write But even, But even with that, like, there, there, there's too many ways for information to be passed right now, because there's also dreamwalking. And Perrin yeah. has wise ones with him. Yeah. And, and so it, it, it is at a point where I'm like, why don't people know things? Perrin's like, we need to tell Rand about the Sanchen. And I'm like, then have one of the wise ones dream walk it over to the other wise ones. Like, But then the problem with that is that they would need to give it to all the wise ones because they have no idea where Rand is at any given moment. Okay. What's the problem with that? <laughs> well, then a lot of people you know, what I mean? like, know very valuable information that maybe only Rand should know. And uh, Perrin doesn't know if he can trust the wise ones to a certain extent. Like, Sure. That that's the hard thing with information, right? And but that but that's why I think that having so many characters be able to travel yeah. becomes a burden on the storytelling. Yeah, yeah, in yeah that I understand. You like Robert Jordan keeps having to write these things. Like Masima's like, oh no, I'm not down to travel. And then Perrin's like, oh, but we okay. So we he he meets up with Masima. Mm-hmm. They all come or Masima rides to his camp. Masima's like, you're looking for me. There's there, Masima brings thousands of people, not a hundred like he's supposed to, because mm-hmm. of course not. And Perrin's like, oh, but we need to travel to go get my wife. And Masima's like, oh, I'll make an exception this time for this. 
And this is where it gets to be like... I did think that was a little convenient. Yeah, yeah. But, oh, but you won't make an exception to go see Rand? To see Rand. You won't make an exception to see him, but you'll make it to save somebody that he knows. I, I, yeah. So, Car, thank you for that super chat. They are trying to overlevel for final boss with all of the subquest. Yeah, I, I I get that if we were comparing this to like a video game. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I feel that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I get it. I just... Yeah, I just I, yeah. I felt for a couple of books like we're not we're not headed towards Tarman Gaiden in any way. Mm-hmm. I like I just don't get the feeling that any of these characters are headed towards the thing that we're supposed to be headed towards. I get the feeling mm-hmm. that they're all headed towards another subplot, and I want to feel like someone is moving towards Tarman Gaiden. Yeah, but I I just I kind of don't right now, honestly. I I feel there's really cool things happening. Mm-hmm. Like I love the Elaine Avienda for sister ceremony. I think that's a really cool beat. Yeah. That yeah. doesn't mean anything for the larger story to me right now, mm-hmm. because those characters are so far shunted into their own plot that they're not interacting with anybody else. And like these yeah. people can all teleport and they're not talking to each other. Mm-hmm. And so it just, it's, it's gotten to the point now where like, I don't know what Tarmangaden is in book nine. I don't feel like anyone's headed towards it. Yeah. I don't even know who the enemy in it is. I, I, we've had Morden for two books. I don't know who he is or what he wants or like, like I just, I'm, I'm getting this vibe that like I'm a little adrift at sea, and I just want to like care about these characters. And he's introduced so many characters, and I don't care about most of them. Yeah. If all of the sea folk died in the next chapter, I don't really care. Well, it would be one I'm of not those interested. I'm not invested. I don't have a perspective on that, and yeah. so it, it is. It's. Tougher to care. Um, we said we weren't going to go as long today. So we need to get to chapter six. But that was chapter six. We just talked through it. Oh, is that all of it? I they meet we up with Masima and they, they're they going south. Is there, mean, is there anything else in chapter six you want to talk about? I, well, honestly. Like, yeah, they talk. He, he, he talks to the Chafayil and they're going to work for him. Like, it's, it's just a lot of, like, him talking to people. Yeah, their ideas of toll are, are, are interesting. You yeah. Know, we'll pay our toll to Fayil afterwards, but... But yeah, I guess that that is really it. That he's got Fayil's spies that he's found out about, um, and they're gonna help him. And then they go to meet Masima, and Masima's like, "Yeah, okay, traveling is fine if it's to go get Fayil." Yeah, I don't so, know. The, the, this is these two yeah. chapters were a lot of Perrin walking around talking to people about stuff that we 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 know she's kidnapped. Like, and I know that he's sad about it. Like, I just think that there's a way to there's a way to move forward. Mm-hmm. And I, I I'm 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 so desperate for these books to start moving forward. Because yeah. we're just moving sideways. And we're like, I feel like, I don't know if, I, I don't know why, but it just feels like filler. It feels like we're in the middle of a story. They were. I think that's because we're in the middle of it. I think that Robert Jordan is very intentional with the threads that he has. There's just a bit too, there's a few too many of them yeah. right now that we don't have those satisfying moments when things are resolved, which I, I, I think yeah. is just the one thing that these middle books are missing is those satisfying moments when things are resolved. The only one we've gotten is like the bowl in this kind of middle section, which which was great. Like that yeah. felt good. And we just need a few more of those things, which is why I'm very hopeful that like this is going to be the like, okay, we're dealing with the Shido and that's a thing like kind of checked off. I hope so too. Right? I hope the sh- I hope that they get Fayil back by the end of the book. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, I do. Yeah. Um, Berserker says, once I've explored the map and used fast travel to go all over the place because I'm a completionist is when many games lose a lot of their fun to me. I agree with that. Uh, no, no, that that I agree with. Like, once you get to the point where, like, you've kind of... that That's when you're like, okay, I'm going to do the main storyline now because 
I just need to beat it at this point. Yeah, and I think that that is dependent on different people, right? There are people mm-hmm. in in our community who are like, no, like I understand why he's doing this, and there are a lot of people who've gotten to the end, and and it all makes sense for them in the grander scheme of things. But not everybody enjoys writing or video games or mm-hmm. shows, or not everybody enjoys art the same way. Yeah, and I just think that that's something to remember when speaking about uh, art, right? Which is what we are. But where everything is just our opinions. If you guys love yeah. this, yeah, yeah. I, I totally understand. Yeah. I just, I don't. I, I'm going to be honest. Like, I, I just don't. I, I, I find myself, and I loved the prologue. Like, I was so yeah. hot on the prologue. There was some good shit in here. Like, and then, some really good stuff. I just, yeah, I just can't help but just feel like the Perrin Fayil stuff has become real pointless to me. And it, it could turn around at any second. Like, these characters could meet up and, like, Mm-hmm. get moving and like it could be really cool yeah i i just feel like it, and maybe it's just like ending on this chapter was just kind of a weird ending spot for our show because yeah. it, it kind of ends on a nothing We're like ah okay um Dukuna makes an awesome point that they, they're looking forward to the entire series recap and looking at this in retrospect and uh, yeah, so am i i like i i'm really interesting to see what comes together and how and it, and if there are any pieces that are left behind, like if yeah. the scope of it was too big and, and what was able to be resolved and 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 those like purposeful choices. Because I don't, I don't think that anything in these is not like purposeful. I hope it is. Yeah. But there, yeah. there's just, there's too many, there's too many dangling threads that I feel like have been given up on. Mm-hmm. Who killed Asmodian, guys? Yeah, that's I great. don't know. Uh, um, I love this point. Um <laughs> Joe Chio says, my friend quit the books based on this storyline. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I, I kind of get it. I, I, I wouldn't. It's not, it's not enough for me to quit it because I'm still, I, I still like Robert Jordan's writing. Like, he's such a talented writer. Yeah. That, like, even in the stuff where I don't care, I'm still impressed with the language that he uses. Mm-hmm. And maybe I should be pulling more quotes because there's a lot of quotes this week that I I, I, I didn't highlight as and take pictures of because um, I, <laughs> I, re- I did all my reading this morning because I was sick last night. Uh and so, not all um, of your reading, but you I read six chapters. I read the prologue and four pages of chapter one. Oh, really? And then I read all six chapters this morning before oh, book club. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, um, it, it, I've been reading since eight o'clock in the morning. Uh, and so, I'm sorry. It was. It's it, fine. No, no, no. But I mean, it, it was, was fine. It was rough. I just had a rough night. Um, but um, yeah. 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 Uh, for, for the one, I, I want to acknowledge your comment. The fact that you two explain why you feel a certain way makes it more reasonable than just saying this sucks. We never want to be those people that mm-hmm. are just like, no, this sucks. And if you don't agree with me, like, you're wrong. Like, the things that we have issues about, I feel like I feel like yeah. we are giving room to be wrong about, right? Oh, if this resolves, if this comes around this way, like, I can understand and I can see what it is and, and yada, yada, yada. We never just want to, like, say something shit and rag on it without ever explaining why. And, you know, if that happens, do let us know because... We want this podcast to be a discussion and not just yes or yes good or yes bad. Like, because I think that's that's boring. (laughs) I also don't think that it sucks. No. It's not that it sucks. It is that. I think that was just a general example of like what people have done in the past. (laughs) Yeah. It's not that it sucks. It's that we are. It's that it's not moving. Yeah, and yeah. it's 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 strange because it's it's so well written, but it, it just it it almost feels like when he decided it wasn't gonna be six books anymore, he decided on a book number before he decided on the plot for those books. Hmm. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like he was like, Oh, I need to go to eleven or whatever or to twelve. 
And so once he decided on 12, he started to write out to just kind of fill up books. Yeah. But it just doesn't feel like he like sat down and created an outline for this novel or for the last two books. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? It, it doesn't feel like they have an outline. It feels like he came up with like this like end goal and then just started writing. Yeah. And didn't edit to uh, any sort of structure. Well, and the thing is, there are still oh. like good parts in this. And I'm like, yeah, I just want to sink my teeth into. Um, there was one thing that I took a picture of. And if you're not in the Discord, this might not mean as much to you. Um, but someone tagged us in a video where they actually, um, sh they recreated an English longbow and they recreated uh, French uh, plate mail. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. They, and they shot it with arrows. And guys, the Two Rivers longbows are magic because, like, Perrin, Perrin literally says, um, at this range, the Two Rivers longbow would put a pile shaft right through his breastplate and threw the wearers back besides. And I was like... There's no would way. it would it though <laughs> a gun a gun wouldn't shoot through I, a breastplate a human body and a backplate well and that's the thing yeah, is yeah. I, I was just laughing at it because it was something that had come up in our discord yeah, yeah. and I was like okay two rivers longbows are magic we already kind of like knew that from how they were 100%. talked about earlier um but I, I I did take a picture of that line because I thought it was very funny and if you want to see that video it is in the discord it's fascinating it's very cool if you're into that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, come join the Discord if you want. <laughs> AP says an, an arrow has a lot more energy than a bullet. Is that true? I have no idea. Hmm. I have no idea. Um. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, I feel like we've talked a lot at the end here. Yeah. Um, I feel like our, I feel like, I feel like we're, I, I hope we're not being mean. I, I, I know that there was a lot of negativity last week, guys, and I'm sorry about that. Mm -hmm. Um, I read the comments. I hear you. Uh, I wasn't trying to be negative this week. I just, I also like, I have to be honest about how I feel like this whole podcast is about our journey through this. Yeah. And like, there is positive stuff here. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm still doing the reading. I'm not like, we're not, we literally didn't, we had the opportunity to take two weeks off and we're not, you know what I mean? Like, that's where we're at. Yeah, we're not taking we, those two weeks off. Yeah. This series does mean a lot to us, even if. We have a lot to say about it. <laughs> I just want to feel like any of this has a point. Mm -hmm. And so I, and I'm struggling with that. I think one of my biggest struggles, honestly, mm -hmm. is I don't have any idea what Tarman Gaiden is yet. Mm. Like the final battle, I know that they have to be there for it, but in terms of like what it is, it doesn't feel like we're moving towards it because I have no idea what it is. And I find that very interesting after nine books, not nine books, eight books and eight and a quarter. Mm -hmm. I find it very interesting that eight books and a quarter into the series, this, the, this thing that we're headed towards has, there's, there's no setup for it yet. Mm -hmm. Like it really feels like it's just going to be a battle that happens one day yeah. unexpectedly. Yeah. And I find that a little bit strange. I wish that we had more prophecy or something about what the final battle was and what these characters were actually doing to prepare for it. Yeah. Because rather than get that, we're getting side stories about like the, what the political things and, you know, all of this stuff among the people. Mm -hmm. And I just don't, I don't feel invested in Tarman Gaiden because it feels like it could be anything at this point. And once we start to get an idea of what it actually is, mm -hmm. I think I'll be more invested. And I think in that it. it will. I, I have faith in Robert Jordan and Brandon Sanderson. Yeah, I, yeah. I have absolute faith that things will come together. Um, but yeah, being in the middle of it is always tougher, right? I have one last comment before we get into Hilo. Okay. If this franchise wasn't done, 
Uh-huh. I would have stopped reading until Just wait till it all comes out. This is a friend. This is this is one where I mm-hmm. I feel like the writing is lost right now in what yeah. it is trying to tell me. And if I didn't know that the final book had been published, I would have stopped reading. I think that's fair. Like yeah. I don't think I'm gonna read Winter. I don't think I'm gonna read um, Winter. What is it? The Winds of Winter, the next yeah. Game of Thrones book. I don't think I'm gonna read it until the final book comes out. Yeah. And the that's reason for that is fair. because I don't care. Mm-hmm. And like the only reason I'm still invested in this is mm-hmm. because I know that the final book is published and that we do get there. But if I didn't know a hundred percent that the final book was going to be a satisfying conclusion, I would I would stop here. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I get that 100%. Uh, Josh, no. thank you for that super chat. Fans, oh my God, you're going to hate the slog so much, you guys. Yeah, I can see what you mean. The pacing is pretty slow. Fans, wow, stop being so negative. Ooh. That's so true, though. That is kind of what it felt like. Um, why don't you love Why don't you love this thing that we've been telling you for a year? We've been doing this hate. for a year. We, I know. We've been, we've been doing this series for a year, and people have been like, you're going to hate these, the, you're going to hate book eight. And yeah. then we got there, and I was like, I didn't really love it. And people are like, why are you not loving this? It's the great, and I'm like, what are you, you told me for 11 months I wasn't going to like it, and then you're surprised that you were right? Yeah, yeah. People got upset with us last week, and, and if you go into the comments, you can read those if you like. I had to stop because. Yeah, yeah. I had to stop reading them. Um. Unfortunately, um, but, but yeah, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, we I just have found the slog, and we understand, and we hear it. Like you know, I will read the rest of Song of Ice and Fire, and I've read all five of those books many times. Yeah, but when it finishes, I will read it when Brandon Sanderson writes a new spring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you see um, uh, George R. R. Martin was doing an interview? I think it was with Colbert, and mm-hmm. he was like, "I'm seventy five percent of the way through um, Winds of Winter." And Colbert was like, so it took five years to get 75% of the so way. The math. So we'll get it in like 2026. <laughs> uh, you know what, Mal? That is true. We did say to leave mean comments. That's our bad. Oh, leave uh, mean comments. Just know that Clarice <laughs> doesn't read them. I read all of them. And yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. why I have... Um, Anxiety? Gallstones. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Um, it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's been, guys, it's been turbulent, but we're mm-hmm. going to get to the end, you know? Oh, no, we're, but here's the thing. There, I know that there's an end, so I'm down for it. Exactly. But if I was, if yeah. I was like, if if it was 2000 and I was reading this book not knowing if this was ever going to no, end. you'd be like, okay. I think I would tap out. I'm going to wait until it's finished. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, it, because. Yeah. Like, there was something, there's something about. There, there is something about these big stories that I have to know that I, that, that this is going to go somewhere. And I think that Game of that Thrones was, is the reason. That was Walking Dead for me. Oh, yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah. Walking, is there any hope or light at the end of the tunnel in this world at all? No, I'm out. You've lost me. Yeah. Um, well, and I didn't finish yeah. Walking Dead either. And I used to buy those comics every week. Yeah. Like I, guys, I, I, I've read, I read all of The Walking Dead, and I gave up for the same reason. Was I was like, oh, this isn't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. We're just introducing new villains. Like it's not. This isn't. There, there is no that reason. Was it? It's the reason why I kind of stopped reading comics, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like I don't really read they comics. Just go on and on and on. I yeah, read yeah. arcs that are really good mm-hmm. after they're out. Right. Like I will read like Nightfall, which I think is a really well written comic. Uh, I, I will read the trade. Mm-hmm. I don't buy floppies anymore because. The, the 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 constant second act of them is just kind of boring. Yeah. Stories are only interesting in their resolutions. Yeah. The middle of a storyline isn't the best part. It's yeah. what it leads to. Yeah, and 100%. so yeah. 
Uh, I, yeah, I totally agree. Uh, Ian, thank you for that super chat. As someone who's been reading Wheel of Time since the 90s, please, please be assured that the only thing Wheel of Time fans love more than Wheel of Time is complaining about Wheel of Time. It is true. I understand. And I feel that now, because I consider myself a huge Wheel of Time fan, and yes. I kind of love complaining about it, but... But there's things that were like... There's, okay. Even if we stopped doing book club, I would keep reading the books at this point, because I know that it ends, right? And so, like... Yes. Yeah. I'm a, I am a Wheel of Time fan. I'm going to be at Jordan Con. I'm, we might be going to Wheel of Time Con in July. Like, Yeah, I don't know yet. We'll have to figure I that out. I love the franchise. I also <sighs> am mad at the franchise in this moment. Yeah, yeah I can't yeah. wait to be done and be on the other side and do podcasts where we're like, guys, we haven't talked about Wheel of Time in a month. Let's just like... I have a feeling we're going to be the people who finish the series and book club. We just go back into making more Wheel of Time content. We do the reread book club. There's so much here and I think honestly, the second time through, we go even slower. What? We're like we're doing two chapters a week. Like um, the other. Oh, we'll read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What well, and, and season two of the Nerdy Wordy Book Club is just a slower <laughs> tramp through the Wheel of Time. Here's the thing. At first, I was like, "There's no way that we're gonna do that." But now I'm kind of like, I can see why we would do that, mm-hmm. and I can see why people would watch it. I thought people were here for this podcast because we hadn't read it before, and it was fun to see our first time impressions. But I can, mm-hmm. at this point, I truly believe that people would be here for a reread. And so, who knows? We'll the have to see. The thing is, there's, these books are so dense that, like, reading Eye... Even if we just did Eye of the World, mm-hmm. that would be fascinating. Because it's... it's so To know where these characters... Even even to read the Eye of the World now... To know where they end up. Yeah, 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 Like, yeah, it's yeah. so weird looking back. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, man. Um... Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to get to mm-hmm. to. I'm ex- here's the thing. I'm excited to read chapter seven. So like, even though I feel like we are kind of complaining a little bit, I am I'm still, still invested. here for the next thing. Yes, yeah. a thousand percent. And that's um, the testament to Robert Jordan. Mm-hmm. I feel like last week I was a little burnt out on some of the like the, the Jordanisms. Stuff. Yeah. Yes, yes, but I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be more open to that. Even though chapter three of this was tough for me yeah yeah there's a point where like they're like tits down in the snow getting beat with rods that i was like i know i was like fuck's uh, sake jordan okay. like what are we doing here yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh yeah so we're getting our tires changed in 10 minutes so we gotta are wrap we? up yeah they're coming at two remember? you said you never said that that was confirmed oh well they said yes all right hi low uh this is a thing that we did at my family uh dinner table <laughs> Uh, a lot of you probably spent time with your families yesterday for American Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry that you had to see them. Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, Clarus is going to go first, uh, and then I'll do my low. She'll do her low, and then I'll do my high. We compliment sandwich this because we commiserate over our lows, but we celebrate our highs, and that is how we are drawn closer together mm-hmm. in our marriage where we don't... Oh, 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 oh. What? Uh, no, I'll bring it up as my low. Uh, say what your high is. I'll bring it up as my low. All right. If you guys have high lows, feel free to drop them in the chat or in the Discord where we can talk about them after. Um, My high is specifically the moment where Avienda and Elaine say the things that they admire the most in the other person. Mm -hmm. Um. That whole scene, I think, is a big high for me. Yeah. You know, like you said, it doesn't move like the 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 story for like the plot of it itself but i thought it was beautiful even mm-hmm. in the middle of it i was like this is kind of weird okay and i was like okay i see where we're going um and it all came together but specifically that moment where elaine is like she thinks that i'm brave mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and she's like oh wow okay and you know she tells avienda that she thinks that she's so fearless in her individuality 
which like Abienda doesn't believe. Like I, there was just there was something really beautiful about that, and and how the one power made it instantaneous at the same moment. Uh, it was just beautiful. Um, James Smith, thank you for that super chat. Re-reads. Rereads you pick up on so much. Oh, I bet. Yeah, yeah. Even on the rereads, I get frustrated. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. What is your low? Uh, th- we had a lot of comments last week who were defending the yelling element of Fayel and Perrin's relationship and how we said that that's unhealthy. And people were like, well, no, but what if you like when you argue with your husband? Nobody is born there is a like, s- and likes being yelled at. There is a section. That is in this, where Fayil says that Perrin get uh, even when Perrin gets so mad that she he throw things. Oh wait, Perrin doesn't throw things. I throw things, and I draw often blood. enough that occasionally I hit him and draw blood. And I was like, I forgot. This about is that. not a like. I'm sorry. That if is you not think healthy. that it's a healthy dynamic. It is not. If you are throwing enough things at your partner that you are occasionally cutting them with the glass that you are shattering around their body. Because you miss and hit them, that's fucked up. And I, when I read that, I was like, "Fuck!" Like, I want to like Perrin and Fayil, but like their their relationship is not a healthy one. Mm-hmm. And that was my low. I remember reading it, being like, "No, I'm." I forgot about that. I blocked that. I was like, "No." If your wife is throwing glass at you often enough that you get cut and that she remembers drawing blood, that is abuse. That's fucked up. That is abuse, yeah. and it needs to be unlearned. Yeah, and so like the the people who were like fighting with us and were like, "No," but like it's her culture, and I'm like, "This is not." Just no because, matter what your culture is, if you're drawing blood from yeah. your partner, that's a problem. Just that's because not it's a cultural thing does not mean it's a right or good thing. Yeah. And Ebudar is the same. It is fucked up that they just stab each other. Um, I can't believe I have to like say that out loud. But yeah, that yeah, I, I didn't like it. I just didn't like it. Did not like it. You know what I mean? No, no. no. When she was like, oh, I drew blood. I was like, oh yeah. God, Fayo, what the fuck? Yeah. Milo is uh, Bear Lane uh, manipulating uh, yeah. and and having people think that Perrin and uh, her slept together because when Fael gets back, that's gonna have horrible consequences. Mm-hmm. And I, I I I that yeah, that's Milo. What's your high? Um, it's tough not <laughs> to take the sister bonding ceremony. I think that that's like great stuff. Yeah. Um, but weirdly, my high is. The the way the way Rand is running things right now, but like through secret meetings because he doesn't want people to know that he's there, but he wants them to know that he's still in charge. I just found his scene with Dobrain really fascinating, mm-hmm. and I love yeah. Rand. I I think as a protagonist, I find him really interesting, and I hope that he's. I hope we spend more time with him and not less. I think the more this series gets away from Rand, the the the, the tougher it is, and I think that Rand's storyline is actually consistently very interesting to me. And it's mostly the other characters who I don't feel any slog in Rand's plot, and yeah. I do in other characters. Yeah, but yeah, Rand yeah. never seems to have slowed down to a slog, and I, I'm I'm really I really like it. Yeah. I think, yeah, I, I found it all fascinating. And Min like wanting Harrodfell's books, like that whole point of view was just my favorite part of the reading this week. Yes, I love Min. I Min love Rand. Is the best and, always. We love her. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's interesting to watch someone try and run things when he's not even sure if he can trust his own mind. No. And like that is the it is the best part of these books in my opinion, and I think as a protagonist, Rand is just so fascinating. I agree. So, um, yeah, I liked it a lot. I, I and I think and it's weird because I actually think that curing the taint will make him will not take away from that. Oh, I don't think he actually cures it. You don't think he cures the taint? No, I oh, I I, I, I think that he tries, but I think that he fails. Hmm. Okay, I think he does. We've talked about this by the end of the series. That the, you want to bet on it. Sure, I believe you've said in the past that you think that he's going to cure it by the end of the series as well. So I don't, I don't anymore. You don't think he's going to cure the taint? No, now that he wants to, 
when he Not when he wasn't when he wasn't to. actively trying to cure the taint. I thought that he was going to, and now that he's actively trying to, I don't think he's going to. Okay, bet on it. Bet on it. Bet on it. I don't know what we're betting. Bet on it. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what we're betting on, but it's gonna we're figuring that out, I guess. Um, Yeah. yeah. Next week, chapters ten through no seven. Seven through (laughs) fifteen. Math. Uh, next week is section two. James Spence, thank you for getting a Nard Smart shirt. Hey, Let's thank go. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, the, the po- chapters are posted in the Discord as well as on, you put on the YouTube page, right? Uh, yeah, the yeah. Community page? Okay. Let me pull it up real quick. Yeah, yeah, we can pull this start, up. Start doing your But device. hey, you know what you should do? You should like this video and you should subscribe to the channel. If you're here at this point in the video and you haven't subscribed yet, I... 7 have through 14. Questions. Um, 7 through 14, we are reading and covering next week. Yeah. And we will be in Los Angeles. And then the following yeah. week will be the recap of The Path of Daggers. So stick around for that. That one's going to be pre-taped. Um, yeah. But you, it will be premiered so you guys can hang out and chat. We'll try and be there be, for chat, but we're not sure what our schedule is that day yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are going yeah. to be at Oh, Con, next so. week it will be an hour later. Everybody. What time we started today? Go an hour later. And that's what time we'll be live. We're going yeah. to be alive at noon Eastern time, 9 a.m. Pacific. Yeah, we didn't want to get up and do book club at 8 a.m. L.A. time. Yes. So we're going to do 9 a.m. L.A. So time. we're going so to start one hour later next week. Eastern. We we'll be make... posting about it all week. We'll let you know. Yeah. But next week, one hour later. We, we need to make sure that people know that. Yeah. yeah it'll be, we're going to post everywhere. We're going to talk about it all week. We're talking about it now. Yeah. But next week, we're going to start one hour later. Yeah. If you forget things easily, uh, join the Discord. We'll remind you. <laughs> uh, chapter 12 reaction. Yeah. Oh, f- fuck. Do we have to do a reaction this week? I don't know. We'll figure that out. That's, we'll figure that out. Um, um, oh, also y'all, that chapter, the, the reactions from now on are not going to be edited for the public. Uh, those are going to be for patrons and YouTube members. If there's like a really funny moment, we might post like a short of like a, a, a good moment from the reaction, yeah. but we're not going to be doing the, the, uh, the, the chapter reactions are not, are no longer going to be edited. Um, for a variety of reasons, but it, just so you know. Yeah, there's a lot. There's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't have to edit it. We can just, yeah, we can listen to it and just post it. Yeah, okay. That'll okay. be fine. We'll figure how, uh, how we yeah, might yeah. have to do that in and out. But we can well, do that anywhere. figure it out. Don't worry about it. Because I don't need editing time on it, so yeah. it'll be fine. Okay. Sorry, we're, we're like figuring things out on the pod. Uh, so, uh, yeah, follow us on the internet. I'm at Nerdy Nightly. And I'm at Claris Polaris. Thank you so much for another great week of book club. Guys, uh, I'm really excited to see what's next. So yeah. So let's get into that. Uh, before uh, we go, get our tires changed, though, so that Smut. I don't crash again. Because um, that was a fun thing. Hey, you're, um, you're here and you're alive, so that's what matters. Smut corner? Smut corner. Smut corner. Um, yeah, <laughs> to be honest... I'm like, I don't know where I would add. I mean, I don't know. The The first sister ceremony was pretty smutty. Uh, I Just mean, Avienda yeah. and, uh, you know, I think Amis signed up because she was like, wait, if I sign up, I have to feel the birth, the pain of childbirth. But then Nynaeve, or, uh, but then Avienda and Elaine are going to suckle on my tits. Oh my God. And she's like, yeah, I want hey, my tits sucked. If that's, if that's what you're into, no shame. Fucking yeah. get it. Amis was like, I will put up with childbirth to have these two hot young ladies suckle my teats. Oh my god. <laughs>
I just, I, if I if I was writing the books, I would just like cut to the random Randon Min alone in the wilderness having like hot under the stars sex. Like every where, every location that they want to. Like, can you imagine? Like, we're like, mm-hmm. oh, there's this like 300 foot tower that somebody built a long time ago. We can travel to the top of that and just like have sex overlooking all of Randland. Oh my god, That'd so much hot. fun! Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, Randon Randon Min. While they're spreading stories about him being in every country, they're also trying to like check uh, sex in every country off their list. <laughs> sex in every country. I had a friend on tour who he's like a touring actor. Yeah. And he was like, he wanted to have sex in every state. Jesus. And he's like, he's close. You know? Good luck. When on you're on your, tour, it's easy because your you'll you'll end up dating someone in the show and then yeah, you, you cross six or seven <laughs> states off your list. Oh, each I guess. Tour. But not a different person every time. No, well, sometimes, but not every time. Sure, yeah. okay. That's fair, that's fair. Yeah, no, Min and Rand definitely bone down because mm-hmm. Rand needs to relieve some stress, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I don't want to add any smut into any of the others, into, me like, the six neither. chapters. Yeah, no, me neither. It's tough. <laughs> it's tough, because nobody's with their partner anymore. Everyone's been kidnapped except Min. Basically, hey, yeah. Egwene hasn't been kidnapped. That's a, that's a, I'm proud of Egwene. Someone that's was abducted true. and it wasn't her. It was not Egwene. That's nice to see. That's nice to see. The the one thing I will say is that I'm glad that the guy Shanness of it all means that there's not going to be any sexual abuse of the women. Yeah, yeah. Thank goodness. And you know, it's it's at least the the Aiel are better than the Black Tower in that way. I guess I don't know. Sure. Sure. Smut corner. The bar is low. Anyways, thank you guys for. Uh, oh, the bar another, is on the floor. Another We appreciate y'all, and we'll see you over in the Discord. Does this mean Fayel is gonna level up? Wait, does this mean Fayel is gonna be the next Emerlin seat? Because she's been kidnapped. Egwene got abducted into being the Amber Emerlin seat. The same. No, no. Fayel is going to become the queen of Saldea. Because she got abducted. That's how. Manethrin would kind of be like a long country, but it could work. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Thank you, mods. We wouldn't yes. be anything without our mods, guys. Thank Literally. them. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, we will be back from live from Los Angeles one hour then later than usual mm-hmm. next week with chapter 7 through 14. Do something nerdy tonight. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>